do we want to are you waving your finger at us for a reason yeah because i'm gonna mark her so bryce can get out of here really quick without okay. making a whole bunch of noise and, and bring us some us beer sound We're like even bigger jackasses yeah marker it i mean people so superman why, why, why do you got to try and cover up the jackass part of it like this is we are jackasses come on man that's just the way we roll. I'm trying to maintain some essence of professionalism. I don't know why. What essence of professionalism? I, I know. Hey everybody, welcome to whatever special episode number something or other I forgot. This might end up being episode 32. We don't yeah, know. It could be. We haven't really decided on this because we're professionals. All right. So anybody that listens to our regular show knows that uh, immediately following episode 31, um, Bryce actually showed up at the tail end of it um, so that we can proceed with our roundtable for... That's me, the Bryce. Man of Steel. Ladies and gentlemen, Man of Steel. All right. Who do we have with us? Uh, this is Sam, the other half of Bryce. You already know. That sounds a little gay, bro. <laughs> Eddie. Hi. I'm Ralph Garvin. No. <laughs> no, I'm actually Matt, but I have been drinking whiskey tonight, so he is um, channeling that. I will think that I can do impressions before the night's over. I'm excited. We sure hope. Um, Fingers crossed. So yeah, the reason we're sitting around talking about Man of Steel is because in two weeks we're about to go see Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh. This is going to be a clusterfuck of an event too, because oh, it it's going to be yes. the four of us sitting in this room, as well as my wife and two of my kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wait, wait. Are they going to be part of the roundtable? No. Oh. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. They well, they'll be here that They'll weekend. have opinions. But they could have opinions. Okay. Yeah, pretty they sure. could. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, they're lame um, and, and terrible. We don't care about And the, the Batman versus Superman roundtable is not going to be the like the... Uh, Star Wars Episode 7 Roundtable where we go see the movie and then we come back and we sit around and talk until 4 in the morning. Um, are you kidding me? That's just not going to happen this time. Uh, we are going to go see it, though, and then we'll be back um, the following Saturday. Yeah. There's a two-day gap. Yeah. It'll give us a little bit of time to process and make our thoughts somewhat coherent rather than the Star Wars sort of... Uh, we're going to process Which was just like the, the four of us jizzing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, just gushing. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm just glad that, that we're in a process. Normally we just say shit like rape comes out of my brother's mouth like you wouldn't believe. I'm not saying that's not gonna happen. Hey, like, it even more goes into my mouth. Yeah, like, just yeah. <laughs> you slip a couple of rupees in his drink, you know. Yeah. You don't even have to have a ruby, dude. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need rupees. You throw him a good IPA and He's like, I will open my mouth. Today. Well, you, you, you're the one with the experience in that. He's, he's, he's slurping on you like a Korean whore. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, we've made it about four minutes into the show. <laughs> All right. Lost half the audience. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> so we're doing a, we're doing a watch along episode for Man yeah, Steel. Do you think this is like a is MS3, uh, MST3K going to sue us? I don't think no, so, because I, we're I not claiming to be them. It doesn't use. count. And because we're we not nearly as funny as they are. That's true. <laughs> we also don't write anything beforehand. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, true. that's not all just off the cuff, you know. Okay. Oh, man. She's going for it. Yeah, she is. Look at that. Mm. Straining. This is a little... Yeah. Well, we're... This... Yeah, one might think that this is coitus. Yeah, you could mm. think that it's coitus, and she's just getting railed. Especially because there's a little weird hologram thing that's <laughs> of of, well, a, of a baby that's made out of fucking pewter or something. Yeah, 
It's well, like one of those things you find in like the toy department where you can put your hand in it and it leaves like the pen imprint. Yeah, yes. it's like the pen 3D version of this, but for a womb. Kelix, come here. And I, wanna, I wanna press your face again. So not again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three times already in the last half hour. And Russell Crowe oh, has got he's just arms deep in there. Yeah, what's the gladiator doing pulling a pulling a baby out of ladies' puss? So mm-hmm. so how do you guys feel about uh Jarrell in this? I liked him. I, I thought that he so the first time I ever saw Jor-El was in the original Superman when it was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando. He he. I don't know that he'd ever read a comic in his entire life. No, at all. And he was at that point in his career where he was, fuck all. I don't care. Let me tell you something about Krypton. It's gonna blow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude, he's talking about it. <laughs> We're about seven minutes in, and Matt thinks he can do impressions. <laughs> but uh, did not take long. I think no. Russell Crowe was very convincing, but at the same time, I don't envision Jor-El as somebody who can kick the crap out of Zod. Okay, so the the physical appearance factor, like before we get into like warrior, you know, ninja Jor-El, right? I'm right on board. Like, yeah. He does look like like he he's a a perfect fit I think for Jarrell, yeah. Um, but yeah, once we get into like the uh, uh, genetically engineered scientist fighting the genetically engineered warrior and even kind of holding his own, it's like, well, what's the point? Why are you guys genetically engineering everybody to be all sort of shitty at their jobs? Well, you know, why like, does Zod have a bit. bat logo <laughs> on his chest? Yeah, that's no. Um, actually, I really enjoy the opening sequence of this movie purely because this is actually the first time that we've ever actually really gotten to see Krypton. See, I'm glad we're on the same page here because I think a lot of people kind of, um, railed on this scene. Like they're like, Oh, we spend, we spend a half an hour on Krypton before we ever, you know, get a deal with Superman. This is a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like as far as Krypton goes, like, like Sam mentioned earlier in the original, uh, Superman movie with Brando in it, like you saw a bunch of crystals. Yeah. Like you didn't actually see Krypton proper. And this um, this pays a little more, like, I don't know, it gives you a little bit more than just, like, this bare-bones intro story where Superman essentially starts out in the spacecraft getting fought, found by, you know, Pa Kent or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, normally you get a little bit of flashback or something for the for the intro and, you know, maybe five, ten minutes or whatever, but they actually set up a little bit of a, the, the politics yeah. and things. And uh, that substance really lays the groundwork of what's going to happen later on in the movie. Yeah. Well... I mean, Snyder's gone on record talking about this plenty of times. Like one of the themes that he wanted to present in this movie was the idea of, you know, what if aliens were real? Like, how would we actually react as a species to Superman? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this kind of sets that foundation of like, no, they're from like a, a whole different world. This is a different culture. This is a different thing. You know, the whole idea of um, like the the characters in the opening scene. Like my only criticism maybe is that they're a little too human. Like they're a little too reminiscent of like you know plain old white humans on you know united I, states i i think cinema uh or movie makers or anything like that i think in general have a really hard time portraying anything other than a humanoid yeah you know what yeah. i mean like well, when i say human i don't necessarily mean like a bipedal you know sort of creature you know like descended like, from apes i mean these are legit humans yeah yes. like i mean i mean they're humans in cool costumes like the 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 customs seem relatively similar 
Except for, you know, there's a lot of cool technology shit in the background. And, and then uh, yeah. here's the Dragon Riders of Pern version <clears throat> yeah, of Joro. Yeah, like, uh, you know that scene in Avatar? Let's hey, do that. Yeah. And McCaffrey was a decent author. I, uh, I yeah. yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Dragon what, Riders of Pern. were those silver just... fucking things that would fall from the sky called? Uh, thread. thread. Yeah, the thread, okay. yeah. The thread, the, the thread. thread, yeah. I was yeah. like, God, I haven't read that shit in... They're not getting this joke. Yeah. Um, it's not a joke. Like those they're good books. <clears throat> they're good uh, books. No, 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 I get that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I don't like the fact that he has to ride a dragon. I don't care. That see to me, here's the thing. This doesn't bother me at all because save for one like four issue miniseries that DC did back in like eighty five or eighty six that was called Krypton. Yeah. Like we've never actually seen krypton like or life on krypton or anything else so we don't know um now granted they are technologically advanced to the point where everything is completely fucking engineered so why is there dragons we don't know maybe they're useful somehow see that's one of the things that i got is like only problem is that that's one of the things that i liked about jor-el's characterization and though is that that, like i kind of got that that was a way to separate him from the rest of the kryptonians and that the rest of the kryptonians you know like you see him riding a dragon and and zod flying you know a spaceship essentially also like i thought that was supposed to be like a differentiator and do we like yeah that's the thing is yes he was engineered to be a scientist but do we know that he doesn't have the capability to train himself to do something maybe he likes practicing mma on the side like why not yeah well i mean it's not unrealistic to think i'm a i'm a fat guy but it doesn't mean I can't work out sometimes. Do you work you know out sometimes? Well, no. okay. Here's okay. The, here's the thing. <laughs> You're right. He could. He could. He could. You know. He's like the essential. Like he could go watch Kryptonian YouTube and like learn all the Kryptonian YouTube, like Krav Maga, uh, or whatever. But the thing is, is that like Zod should have been preparing. You know, basically since birth to be a warrior and kick ass. So while I don't disagree with you, like there's not a whole. I mean especially because they got Russell Crowe to play the role. Um, you know, like if they really wanted to drive the point home that, you know, like genetic engineering or something like that, they would have put, you know, like a gigantic bodybuilder Zod up against like a skinny little pencil neck uh, Jor-El. But so um, the the other big part is like, seriously, if Zod's genetically engineered to be a warrior and he's been training since birth, I mean, maybe they should have got their Kryptonian money back. So logically possibly. what you're, what you're saying is it's, it's possible shekels, that Jarrell did some additional training to be a warrior, but it's not probable that Zod did any additional training to be a pussy. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not like, and here's how to take a fall like a bitch, you know, like that, that's not like <laughs> Kryptonian school of fighting. I don't think anyway. Well, have you attended the Kryptonian School of Fighting? Yes. I mean, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you they are so techni- technologically advanced, maybe hand-to-hand combat is covered in one day. That that I guess it could like it like the Kryptonian Matrix essentially like yeah. oh I I know I know Kryptonian Krav Maga you know like <laughs> Kung Fu. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I like, I does, like, does I everybody like know that the Wachowski brothers are now the Wachowski sisters? Are Wait, they both, both of us? Yeah. What both, the fuck? Like, man? Just just recently, the the second one came out as transgender oh, as well. No. So it's Lana They're... and fuck. Lana and it Laura. Was... I don't. I know it was Lana what? and Larry. Well, is I think Lana... Larry turned into Lana. Did Larry turn into Lana? I think, I think so. Okay, yeah. so that completely side note, but yeah, totally. They're they're the Wachowski sisters now. Are they <laughs> gonna start making different kinds of movies? Hope. I hope not, because they made Reloaded. Yeah. As well as. Whatever the what? shittier hopefully, one was. Hopefully good movies. 
They made revolutions. The Matrix Reloaded yeah, and Revolutions. You know, I don't think that I don't think that has anything to do with it because they did Sense Eight after they did. No, no, after, I, I'm not. I'm not. Like they they are. Um, I don't know. This is a top. This is like a landmine of a topic because. Uh, oh, I like their stuff. It's just oh. that, that that to me seems like let's probably one of the most interesting uh, uh, sociology studies you could possibly do on the whole transgender. Let, let me go on record as saying I don't give a fuck what they are. No, uh, I mean, I mean it, make good movies. That, and we're, like we're down. Um, we just we've been talking about the Russo brothers earlier in the night when we when we did the last episode, and then. You guys mentioned the Matrix just now, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Speaking of brothers that used to direct, now hey. they're sisters. <laughs> well, and then they did. Did anybody ever see that Speed Racer movie? Yes, they did? I actually did see Speed was Racer. It, I did not. Uh, I did not. Was it oh. any good? Um, it is divisive, from what I understand. Okay, so here's the thing: I was never a huge fan of the original anime. Yeah, and so when I watched it, I took it for what it was, and it was a very visually appealing. Did we film. just see child porn right there? I think we just saw baby penis. You might have. You but might I have. think that's kind of yeah. I think that's a Superman lore thing. I think you have to see super penis. Yeah, you oh, have okay. to. <laughs> and you'd rather see it on him as a baby than as a grown man, so you just don't hate yourself. Well, like I even though Brandon Routh like, apparently has a giant dong, so I, I don't Brandon shut Routh. your mouth before I put a I am both I am both I am both completely intrigued. Time, Matt thinks he can. <laughs> I'm both completely intrigued and yet completely horrified by how you came by this knowledge. <laughs> to, to be fair, anybody anybody can do an impression of Justin Long in that role. Uh, yeah, no, well, that's yeah, not that hard. No, no, no. So that that knowledge, there was something going around for a while about how, um, God, it might have been Babylon. I was hearing it. It's something about how they actually had to edit. The, the digitally the movie because it was like distractingly large <laughs> it was just like so now we know why kendra is with the dr dog. palmer could you like i'd use that as my opening line like so i was superman once and <laughs> they had to make my penis smaller yeah <laughs> yeah yeah here's my qualification okay, when i was superman here's... they had to digitally shrink my dick <laughs> here's jor-el they had to take the super out the of the military man. versus zod and his Mm-hmm. See, and maybe maybe it's like you know he had to get a, a gun with the fucking serial number filed off of it. Maybe that's what his his wasp that he was flying earlier was. You know, maybe maybe they control the the military gunships tight. For those of you following along at home, the wasp is is the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was like a, more like a dragonfly with the four wings. It, and it, shit. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, come on, the thing was definitely reptilian. Well, it was very <laughs> Fine. It didn't breathe fire, but that doesn't mean it's not a dragon. Okay, so with this confrontation, there's... the part that we talked through was Jarrell getting the genetic codex from the bottom of the birthing room floor and then um, imbuing it into young Kal-El. Yeah, I really like putting him into that's spaceship. when that's when Bryce was focused on the baby's penis. Yes, hey, which is natural. If it's there, I'm gonna I mean, take a look. You know, Bryce being really focused like the, on baby uh... penis is just natural. Yeah, of course. I really like the House of L armor. Like that's pretty badass. Yeah, I Not do enjoy lie. the Kryptonian armor and just the way that uh, the set, the uh, the costumes were designed. I think that it speaks, it speaks technology. To well, me. see, like this is one of the things I've been saying about Batman versus Superman. Like, even if it's a shit movie. Like even Sucker Punch. Let's talk about Sucker Punch. Oh yeah. Can can we not? Like, I well, know. let's talk Here's about it for a second. I can't take even back if it's a it. shit movie. It's just visually entertaining. Like, oh yeah! If you just if you could just stab your brain with a Q-tip long enough to not pay attention to the fact that there's supposed to be a plot in Sucker Punch, 
like it's a fun movie to watch. Um, is it though? Everything's in like sepia though, like that. Yeah, I mean the color, the color scheme. You know, like Zach, Zack Snyder's really got a hard on for that this particular color scheme. But uh, the movie itself, like all of his movies, have been really visually entertaining. Not like, even this particular color scheme, like just fucking with the color. Yeah, in general, for like, sure. Because for sure, three hundred, three hundred was definitely yeah. like. And I actually liked what he did with the color in three hundred, or the lack of it, like. The color that he used in 300 definitely was there to sig- uh, signify something important. Well, see, whatnot. the thing about 300 too was not only was the color like a big deal, but that was sort of a um, that was it was very original when he did it. Like that was a that yeah, was a it differentiator. Was the first time, so mm-hmm. it was groundbreaking. And he just, I, I I I agree. I don't like the sepia tones, especially in Sucker Punch. It just really didn't do anything. And he just seems stuck on it, and he can't... It's like J.J. Uh, Abrams and lens flares. He stopped doing it, actually. His his wife told him to cut that shit out. Yeah, you saw that on Reddit, yeah, too. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that on Reddit as well. That's actually kind of a cool flares. story, because it was just like, my wife said to quit, yeah. so I did. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's right. out of hand. Uh, Whether right, you're fine. us or J.J. Abrams, uh, your wife still controls your shit. And I yeah. think there's only really, like, one lens flare in episode seven. Yeah. There's not a lot of lens flares and and it, well, I mean, used properly or use use sparingly, like yeah. it's not a bad tool to have in your directorial. Well, and I think the lens flare was when the know, tie toolbox. fighters were coming in with the sun here's, behind them. Here's the thing, like, and this is gonna set me like apart from everybody else on the planet. Like, I actually didn't mind the lens flares in the first. Star it's not Trek gonna movie. set you apart from everybody. You know what? You know what fucked it up actually is like the, when I was watching the movie, I didn't notice at all. Yeah. And then when I got home and everybody's like, ah, oh, lens flare everywhere. Then the next time I watched the movie, I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of everywhere. I, I I noticed it when I watched it and I was like, this is actually kind of well done. Like I, I dig, I dig what he was doing with this. But then like there was, um, there was one particular scene in, uh, um, into darkness. Yeah. And it was Alice, Alice Eve being really emotional, but you couldn't see her face at all. Yes. I think that was the thing that yeah. in the article that that was why his wife was like, "Nah, you got to cut that shit out." Yeah, no, they they mentioned that. <laughs> but I but I mean, I rem- I noticed it originally when I was watching. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" It's <laughs> like, "What is this fucking flare on the side of the screen?" And especially like, why do you do that Alice Eve cuz hot? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, and they were just going to make a movie call it into darkness and it would just be like a but it was actually just all light close into darkness and it was just one whole giant long lens flare yeah which that scene's cool yeah like oh i really like that that's that's actually nobody knows what i'm talking about right now but that's um the phantom projector so we've got uh jor-el has been defeated he's been stabbed but his son kal-el was able to get away and now general zod is he's been captured by loyalist forces and he's getting ready to be sent to the uh the phantom zone via Zod, zod's been defeated but really he's the only winner here yeah because yeah. they're like you know what we're all dying and this planet's gonna fucking explode in like 10 minutes like why, I'm gonna why send don't they you manage themselves it. to the yeah. ban- to the fucking phantom zone to leave him there like <laughs> I, I will say though a super solid performance from michael shannon in the scene yeah michael shannon in general is zod in this movie is is balls out just Awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he needs to be like a Roman general right here. Like, well, and I think oh. that's kind of the point. Like, you look at Michael dude, Shannon and a lot of the stuff that if he they, had done. If they put him in anything like that, like him and Russell Crowe need to get back together for like Gladiator Two. Gladiator Two. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the amazing. Return of Maximus. Really, yeah. Yeah. dude. A little you, bit of exquisite acting right there from yeah. everybody else that's getting enveloped did, in Crystal. Did you? Yeah. Uh, 
Did you guys hear the rumor that they were going to do a Gladiator and then two? They're launching penises, what? giant, and yeah. the screenplay was essentially right like, sun. yeah, I don't know how. They, how I, don't, I don't know how anybody <laughs> how <flares>. anybody <laughs> wrote that and was like, no, we're we're going to launch dildos into space now. That's that's um, legit, right? Yeah. yeah totally. Um, and but, we're not talking just like the shaft. Like these no, are actually like the full there's a head cock, and there's yeah. even like half balls like on some dildos. Like it's the kind that you know the bottom's got a suction cup so you can stick it to a mirror. It, exactly. And like yeah, and just ride that inside shit. of a shower. I mean, so whatever girls you're do. can do that as well. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. <laughs> so girls can do that. So yeah, there was this. Uh, there or was any this other consent, consenting adult? That... There was a screenplay actually for Gladiator Two, okay. in which they went back like. They went back in time or something like that and resurrected Maximus and, and you know, brought him to be the general for some, you know, sort of army. So it's kind of like Encino Man with, <laughs> so, with an ancient Roman general. It, it just, it is so far removed from what Gladiator, the first movie is, it's ridiculous. So like, like seeing Russell Crowe, you know, as Jor-El, as Maximus, uh, um, doesn't actually stri- strike me as too this inane is, now, or insane now. This is this is actually kind of funny because one of the very first conversations about movies that I remember having with Eddie was specifically about Gladiator. Yeah, um, that and Crouching Tiger because they were both they both came out around the same right, time. Right, yeah, same time. Good year for movies actually. Yeah. Like the same year. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Huh. I thought one was after the year after the other. Maybe. I mean, but it was not far. Yeah, they weren't that far apart. Um, but yeah. So. Um, that movie, I think, Gladiator still actually stands up. Like, I like watching that movie still. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's the first movie that I really... I mean, I liked Joaquin Phoenix in... Um, I think maybe Signs was after. I don't remember. Signs uh, was after. It was after, yeah. But uh, the first movie that I ever really actually noticed Joaquin Good, was, was Gladiator. Oh, oh there's Krypton. Oh, Krypton's going to explode. And here it goes. Who, who three, saw that coming? I don't know. Two, I don't know. One, boom. Oh, that was actually kind of an implosion. Too. Yeah. So that whole scene is great. I really like that scene. Yeah, that's what the first See, 20 minutes. if Lucas had done yeah. that with the with the planetary explosions when he redid the the special editions and stuff, I don't think people would have bitched as much because yeah. that was really, well, really pretty. I kind of mm. still probably would have because the thing is that it looks really out of place. It does. Um, okay. Yeah. Here we got Kal-El's in a In a spaceship. different space dildo. Yeah, passing Going the moon, right past the moon, and up oh, there. Hey, do you, th- do you think like on Krypton, like they're like all the spaceship designers are like, okay, here's my finished product, and like their supervisor comes in and that like it's another dick. Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> well, here's the thing: everything's genetically engineered. Like nobody has a baby the old-fashioned way, so nobody else on Krypton besides Jor-El even actually knows what a dick looks like. So, well, I think they all know what a dick well, looks the, like, but yeah. it's, it's purely for evacuation of the. It's just, know. it's just yeah. reminds me of here's how I met thing, your though, mother. Man, like, what's <laughs> I don't know. Like, do they know what a hard penis looks like? That I don't know. What I is, think what Jor- is, is obviously does. What is Kryptonian morning wood? You know what I mean? Like, so like I I don't think well like if you think about this I don't think that they they like well maybe they have completely suppressed suppressed reproductivity like in um you know yeah, like but, chemically or something. But what about what sex is really for? Which is you know fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are they really that evolved if they don't even know that? Like dolphins have sex for fun. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Well, I mean, they they killed themselves as a race, so they can't be that great. Well, true. True. <laughs> I mean, their, their major claim to got... fame at this point is shipping their son off to a, a whole other planet where he gets superpowers, which they did. 
Well, in this movie, they did know he would get, but in other incarnations, I don't believe that was a, an intended side effect. Dude, it, is the yellow sun even a factor in this? Because they never mention it. Like, it's the atmosphere, right? Like, they no, talk no, about no, it. No, they do talk about it. They talk about the yellow sun. Like, right in that scene a, a few minutes ago where he's Jarrell's consoling uh, Laura, he says something along the lines of, like, she says something like, he'll be so alone. And and he says his his cells will drink in its rays like he'll be a god to them you know like yep this this scene was one of my favorites yeah oh yeah I uh, love this so he's <laughs> grown up now and he's got a beard so Superman with a beard and there's a oil platform that's on fire and he was going in to save him and he was partially on fire like I'm not a woman but I would do it <laughs> and that's when oh, you yeah. first see like the physique of him and this is when I was like uh yeah. That's fucking Superman, because, like... Built as fuck. Christopher Reeve was, like, a, a classic in that, like... Yeah. You you only ever saw him as Superman, though, in the suit, and he's kind of a big dude. I think he was, like, 6'3", or something like that. Yeah, he was a yeah. big dude, just naturally. Christopher Reeve, by today's standards, would probably be still the most amazing-looking Superman, just because, by today's standards, they would have made him get built as fuck like they did with uh, Henry Cavill. It's just that we have such a much different expectation of our actors these days than they did then. Well, and like back in the seventies when they made Superman, it wasn't it wasn't an issue because they were just like, well, we're not gonna have muscles, so let's just put a costume on him. Yep, it was like the sixties Batman, it's like the TV show. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's yeah. like Adam West. Adam West, like <laughs> <laughs> when he was when he was Batman, like that was somebody who he was he was built he had a physique and they were like cool we're gonna go with you i mean he had a physique for that time but the thing is is like if you look at like um how that's changed like in movies and things like that since then i don't think it's as, as pronounced for girls like women's physiques has always been sort of uh like this may be the first example of like uh um sort of superficiality in hollywood as it correlates to men not women mm-hmm. because women's physiques i think the ideal hasn't changed super significantly well that's not true it's gotten smaller that's for sure well, um, you look they, at the they effects. did kind of the complete opposite with this movie, though, because in this movie, like the love interest, which is Amy Adams, like they they don't sexualize her at all. No. Yeah, that actually I'll give that movie, this movie a little bit of credit for because they could have like oh, yeah. th- there's a lot of ways which has me really interested for seeing the way in which Wonder Woman's portrayed in the Dawn of Justice, which is coming up. Here's here's my thing on it. Amy Adams is an actress. I love I love her. Oh, yeah. As an actress from a pure physicality standpoint like she's not necessarily what i look for in a chick um but then there's some movies in we talked about this last week you've never seen the fighter oh so good um but they actually there's a scene in that where she's just like in a bra and shit like that and i was like yeah i was like holy crap Mm -hmm. oh yeah amy adams is gorgeous so She, she just doesn't portray herself as the stereotype that we look at with Hollywood nowadays. See, but th- th- that's actually one of the better credits to this movie that I liked is that they, Amy Adams actually plays a character that is resemblable as a human. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a Hollywood sort of, especially this type of movie. This is a gigantic movie, humongous budget, lots of big name actors. Like, I really liked that they went that route with her rather well, than just totally sexualizing her and making and, her sort of a caricature of Well, of I a think character. you got to look at the, and, the portrayal of, uh, of Lois Lane before her. I mean, you've got Margot Kidder, who is this just... I don't know. She's a siren, you know, and she's... Batshit fucking crazy. Batshit <laughs> fucking crazy. Super crazy. And then you've got... Uh, who Best is the character. one... Um, Best 
in Return of Superman, Superman or whatever. Returns. Superman Returns. Um, Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Yeah. yeah. Which, for the I, record, I did not like as See, Lois. here's the thing. I think she's no. cute. Like, I don't know that she's, like, gorgeous, but I think she's cute. As yeah. much as I and like, as much as I like, uh, um, but none of those not Lois Lane. As much as I like Amy Adams, she's not even Lois Lane to me. Well, like they could have no. done better. Here's what I liked about the Lois Lane, here. at least as far as casting physicality. If if you listen to our our Marv Wolfman interview that we did, he talks specifically about creating the character of Cat Grant because Lois Lane he always thought was really stupid because here you have this dude Clark Kent who looks just like Superman. Oh man, did he? He's gorgeous and whatnot. But she's too dumb to realize who he is. This Lois Lane is every bit as intelligent as she's supposed to be. Like you yeah. have this A plus reporter that can that can dig up details about every fucking thing on the planet, and she actually applies that to be like that dude's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. she so, tracks him down. And I like the way they wrote her. For me, I she, and it just purely comes down to her hair color. She's not <laughs> as dark of hair as I think that she should. She should have had dark hair. Yes, and you know that's and my they only could have gotten away with. with but I don't think you could do that with Amy Adams. I don't think Amy Adams' dark hair is Amy Adams. I I so, agree with you completely. I don't, I don't know that she and that's, could do any. To other be kind honest, of hair, that's my has. only complaint. I like. I like that kid right there. Oh yeah, like, that's a that's a really good juvenile Clark Kent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting picked on. I by think the they could have. I think they could have darkened her hair. I don't think that she could have gone with like the like a. A black. Lois is, you know, she's not maybe if not black, then really super super dark brunette. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have darkened her hair though, like um, Amy, and maybe they well, did. And but I think they Amy did Adams is bit. still fairly light haired. I also think she's. Here's my problem with this scene. The Most bus of those driver would have so, been dead already. That yeah. because dri- that's a big bridge. How about the worst fucking bus driver ever? You know, yeah. like how about like hey, we're on a bridge? I better just you know like he blew a tire, man. He did blow yeah. a tire. God. He blew a tire. I mean, he blew a tire. Has anybody else ever blown a tire? I, I usually don't just well, first veer off, directly to the right. Here's, I want to. I want to point out having that, recently been in an automobile accident that that skidding is involved in. It's a lot harder to steer out of a skid than one might yeah. imagine. And I also yeah. want to bring this up. <laughs> like they went off a bridge. We have to keep in mind that those kids were still in their seats. Yeah, there are no fucking there. seat belts, belts on that bus on school buses. Like all those kids get off, and it turns out half of them have broken necks and brain damage. Right, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that was, the, and that's it's not like, a short fall into that river or whatever like, it was. They that get they, out, that and their parents into. are like, "You should have just let them die. It would have been yeah. less of a burden on the family." more <laughs> spaghetti. Well, more spaghetti. Oh God damn it! I think we need rape jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a turnaround. Better than retardation jokes. Why didn't you let my son die? Oh my god! But uh, this is actually—I I, really—this um, is an interesting way to go with this character because he's always sort of portrayed as a uh, um, hero, and that's always sort of come from Pa Kent, and we sort of see him, you know, not really having that right now. What are your thoughts on Kevin Costner's Pa Kent? I dig Pa Kent in this. Um, this Duh, is, yeah, he's he's good. A lot of people give this movie shit because this is not the Pa Kent that. We all knew and loved growing up. Hey, Lens Flair. Not even, not even <laughs> anyway. Um, but he's just like, well, should I have let them die? And like, Pockett's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, not like IHOP's not going to find another general manager someday. <laughs> like, <laughs> props. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, I really liked him because we look at Pa Kent as the, you know, the white haired old farmer who's got a, you know, baseball cut, baseball cap and glasses and, 
you know, he teaches this, you know, Holmesy wisdom to Clark as he grows up. I look at Kevin Costner's portrayal. He's definitely more aware of how people will view his See, son. That's the angle I was going to go with here. Like, it, I'm not so disappointed by the scene because if I were a parent, I'd want to protect my kid. Yeah. And if I knew my kid was something like that, like, like actually man of like uh, uh, Superman. I'd probably react the same way he does, which is, yeah, fucking lie about it. Because well, as soon as somebody figures this shit out, you're going to be locked in a lab until you're uh, uh, the uh, Flashpoint Superman. Well, and look yeah. at this. Look at this. Here's the deal. He's not growing up in the 50s. This is not like the ideal everything's happy schmappy except for communists. Yeah. America. True. Yeah. Like, there are child rapists on every corner. Well, maybe not necessarily here because this is the 70s and whatnot. Yeah, I there's, there's no corners. It's like the Kent farm and then you got to go five miles to but, get to something else. But, like, there's still, there's worse shit happening in the world than there was when the Superman, as our parents knew it, was raised. Yeah. And so you kind of have to evolve the character of Jonathan Kent to be more protective of his kid in this situation. There is a concern that the government would experiment with an alien. There's There's a lot of shit going on. That Cavill talks about this a little bit too, because he talks. I think he was talking about uh, in relation to Christopher Reeve, and he, and he yeah. essentially says Christopher Reeve was amazing as Superman, but uh, we're, it's not that time anymore. That, right. that was forty years ago. Yeah. Like, well, I, we're playing a Superman to this day, uh, dude. It wasn't forty years ago. It was thirty-six. Don't s- age. Sorry. Me. It's it's like this. <laughs> I have kids. I now. apologize. I have kids now. <clears throat> when I was in second or third grade. I no longer had restrictions on riding my bike back and forth to school and all that kind of stuff by myself. My oldest daughter is now in the sixth grade and there's no fucking way she gets to go to school by herself. Yeah. You know, the same thing is true for our house too. And I can't figure out why that is because like statistically we're, we're in a way better position than we were when we were kids. Like us kids, the two of us were much more likely to like get kidnapped and raped and turned up on a milk carton. Um, Well, and my mom has a story about after we moved here to Oregon, my brother, at one point in time, walked down to the store for some odd reason when he's like four years old, and the only person that my parents knew in Albany, Oregon, saw him talking to some people in a van, picked him up, and brought him home. And so like, there's this good, like, and this is 30-some-odd years ago when this happened, and it's a good chance that if my brother, if that person hadn't been there, my brother might not be here with us today. Well, and I think there's one thing that we know, and that is that to this day, Bryce still likes candy. That's very true. <laughs> it's true. Fucking loves candy. I know for a fact right now I could get him into my van with candy. I l- you I, could get me into your van with the right kind of candy. I really love this scene, too. This is a different characterization we're about to see from Superman, too. Uh, um, or Superman. Superman also. As well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can we... So the the scene we're talking about is yeah. Superman's working in a dive bar essentially, and he's a, a bus boy waiter. And um... <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not even gonna hide it, guys. We're cracking out the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, we got some Matt's one of, one of Matt's friends' girl uh, uh, kids is a Girl Scout, and we had to support our troops. I mean, uh, Girl Scout troops. Girl Scout troops. I mean, we support veterans as well, but yeah, but fucking right, you do. They don't have cookies. so anyway i love this scene because this is a little bit um different from classic superman he holds his cool i mean he could drill this guy into the ground right now as he's pouring beer over his head and he'd be totally justified in doing so but he doesn't 
But what I do love is that he still does get super pissed off and, and you know, drive a bunch of giant fucking logs through his truck. Yeah, and I, I it shows a really good side of him. I think this shows the, the influence of Pa Kent. But at the same time, he's still growing into the ability to control himself. He doesn't fully control his rage. Yeah. Eddie really likes the tag-alongs. No, I'm saying don't chew on Mike Dumbass. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I already am guilty of that, but... Yeah. Um, Ooh. All right, um, so... As we watch this I'm, I'm trucker drinking... get his beer, uh, his his uh, truck get fucked up, let's talk about what we're drinking. Um, Aside from... Um, Eddie, Bryce, and myself selection. are drinking Three Mag Rain IPA from Three Magnets Brewing Company. Um, this is a flagship brew. Clocks in at 60 IBUs and 7.2% alcohol by volume. Um, Sam is drinking whatever makes his vagina feel better. Uh, uh, no, he's drinking He's drinking a ridiculous good pear cider. Yeah, it's uh, Crispin's pear cider. It's pretty good. Um, it's definitely a nice dryer. It's not it's, too it's, sweet. It's a little dry and a little tart, which yeah. I, 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 I really, really As much fun tartness. as we make for Sam drinking the cider, I really did like that cider. I, I do. It's, it's really good. I, I, I kid. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan yeah, of cider yeah, as well. Yeah. But You just uh, make cracks at my vagina because I don't like to drink beer anymore. That's true. And it's more what you don't drink than what you do. And yep. from what I understand, <laughs> we're probably better off that Sam doesn't drink beer anymore. Um, For sure. Yeah, you probably are. This is this is super good, actually. Mm. It's very smooth for, what did you say? Six, 66 IBUs or 60, something like that? Yeah, 60 IBUs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where's his brewery at? It's in Washington somewhere. Okay, it's up in Olympia. Mm. Which, I'm in, hopefully... I gotta call them. Maybe get an interview for that job up in Olympia. Mm-hmm. This is like probably the most professional show we've ever done. And <laughs> and, and pairing, listen, pairing listen. with the uh, with the uh, three mag rain IPA is uh, tagalongs from the Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Girl Scouts of America. There's Amy Adams. Okay, there's we're Amy Adams. We're sorry. First uh, encounter with Lois Lane. She's uh, exploring a military expedition. Also, in- Elliot Stabler. Yes, I I really like this scene except for the fact where they had to do the Hollywood cliche thing and like and now if we're done measuring dicks like okay yeah I know. like nobody says shit like that like just stop please you can mm-hmm. you can you know like it is such a cliche thing to say in these sorts of situations uh, pithy dialogue oh, yes, yes. It, it's like the uh, girl power sort of dialogue which yeah you know again it's like Supergirl dialogue essentially like let's just slap you in the face with we've got a strong powerful woman here you know like you can show that through the writing without actually, you know, actually slapping us in the face with your feminist dicks. Um, I, I, episode I, t- seven. Episode title. The Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, uh, what's his fucking real name? I just call him Elliot Stabler it's because Elliot that's, Stabler, that's who he is yeah. in Law and Order SVU. But... Uh, Maloney. Something Maloney. Oh, Christopher yeah, yeah. Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Yeah. I, like, I like his character in this. Yeah, I really, in um, not only for Other than this the fact portion... that he's a little bit cliche in himself because he's like, I'm super hardcore. Okay, maybe you're not such a bad guy. Yeah. But it is. But, but I mean, it's definitely for a reason. It's not just random. Right. I really like him because, uh, well, and especially here in this scene, there's a lot of distrust of um, the the press, which is something that you get from the military in general. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot like there's mutual distrust between the press and the military. Um, and from what I understand, and I, I've not served, so I can't speak to this for first person but 
even when there are uh, members of the media embedded with troops overseas and whatnot, like there's still a, a, a pretty high degree of don't talk about such and such in front of which civilians. Uh, well, even not classified stuff, but or just like there's official use only stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it's not just me- members of the media. There's just shit you don't talk about. First, yeah, first civilians. view of heat vision here. Heat vision. Yeah. Yeah. I and actually second second view. The first one was when he was in the closet as a little kid. And he burned uh, okay, fine. I know. I'll give you that. That is true. First Superman in control of his heat vision. Yes. It, and it's it's pretty cool. I actually like the way they did heat vision. I I mean I suppose they could have gone all laser eyes with it, um, which they do later in the movie. So it kind of makes the continuity a little shit. But, um, yeah. Well, are we? I I don't think we're actually seeing the. The beam. The beam. We're seeing the after, like yeah. the, the, the maybe this is the, the cooldown phase. Exactly <laughs> right, right after the cooldown phase. Like you just turned off the projector and the fans are still running for a little while. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And he's found this ship from Krypton. From Krypton. And they're like, "You're the only Kryptonian on this planet. We better fuck you up." <laughs> no, they don't touch him. They try. Oh yeah, they, they do. They do. They, they, do. they, they do. And he's like, "Hey, bitch, he's I'm Superman." Put this uh, little sticky stick thing. See, this is this flash is drive. Thing. He's gonna plug his flash drive into the. <laughs> like I can't. Like Henry Cavill is topped right in there. Look at that. He's fucking huge in this movie. Am I wrong? Oh, no, no, he's, no. He's, he he put on Stacked. weight. Like he put on. A lot like of normally, weight. I'm like I'm not gay, but on this movie, I'm like I'm not gay. Probably. <laughs> and here we go with the. Oh uh, well, fine. Yeah, those little robots are bitches. They are. They are just. It's really lucky for him though that he did he he did actually you know the command key thing worked because otherwise it would have been like and now I'm gonna get stabbed in the back by this robot thing that looks like a cobra just man this is this is gonna be the best episode for people that aren't but, watching the movie along with us I know, but right? does that mean does that mean though that a human could have plugged the flash drive in and and still no I don't think the, so yeah. but why. Why not? I think they could Why have not? actually. Yeah. Well, this, this they would is... have had to get away from the Cobra robot. Thing. No, but he, if he it. Oh, hear me out though. Okay. So he put the flash drive in. Yes. Didn't actually push it all the way in though, right? No. So then the robot's right. like, "Fuck you!" and it goes after him, right? Yeah. He pushed it in, and the robot's like, "Okay, never mind." Yeah. Yeah. It just leaves. You're good. This is totally this good. is not very good AI. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, they do have flying, floaty robots, but on the other hand, like, I'm I... holding the key. I was really angry with you at first, but when I saw you actually push the drive in, now I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which ah, I, I totally I get who you are now. That there, makes sense. But, yeah. Like, the, he hadn't fully engaged the unlock. But the, so, but but the that's whole what, thing... That's my point, though. Like, if, oh, for example, if Lois Lane had had the little thing... He was playing just the tip, and she, it didn't work ooh, out for him. just the tip. Maybe, yeah, it just wanted more. That was yeah, it. And yeah. more. See, the other Put thing... it in! The, the other thing here is we I, can't I've we can't just the tip a couple times and it never stops at just the tip. We, we've got we've got the whole uh, Kryptonian ship basically is running on single auth. Like they don't even have dual fact dual, dual factor on authentication. Mm. You know, like, and I have an explanation for why it attacked Lois here because she's a human. In, I'm in sh- a, I'm pretty sure somewhere in Kryptonian, it's clearly stated no flash photography oh probably <laughs> because you notice the robot didn't react and she just took the picture right yeah she took it the was picture like, of the flash and then it was like fuck you i said no flash god damn it <laughs> yeah, like, it's like uh it's like barry bonds this is gonna hurt like a bitch oh yeah here we go <laughs> oh and she's bleeding internally Uh-oh. uh-oh what i do have 
is a very special set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually uh, the first time that I saw Cavill as like Superman. Yeah, um, I agree. So like he walks through the fire and things like this, but this is where he really gets the whole like I'm. I'm I actually, should save people. Yeah, I should save people, and and like the the calm demeanor, the the uh, the the face, the smile. God, I'm so gay for Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cauterize it's, this wound. It's fine. Yeah. It's all right, yeah. dude. You can cauterize You just my wait wounds. till we start talking about the Affleck is fucking <laughs> yeah. Batman. Oh. oh, Batfleck makes me hard. Ugh. So hard. Dude. I, he looks he looks so like and I don't mean like looks like visually appealing. Like I just mean like his portrayal of Bruce Wayne in the previews that we've seen so far. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I God. would fucking get on my knees and suck his dick. Mm. Sam, you'd suck my dick if I had cider in my hand. No. It takes more than cider. He's got, a, he's got a way about two him. Two ciders? We'll see yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will take your beer. I, I, think, I think we were talking about this Fair maybe point. in the last show, but Cavill's Superman against uh, Affleck's Batman like just makes for a better Superman. Oh, like, yeah. Like uh, <clears throat> seeing the, the, the two dichot- you know, the dichotomy essentially Well, and just makes Cavill look even stronger as Superman. One thing I really like about the images of Batman from this new uh, Dawn of Justice is he's very blocky and carved out of stone, whereas Cavill as Superman is more of a... A little more fluid. Fluid, chiseled Mm -hmm. out of marble, very Greek god type. Oh, that's a good point. Like, almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain thing to be said for body shape, and I don't know how much you can train for that, but yeah. Um, I I was impressed by the fact that Cavill is like he's six four, and so is Affleck. So I mean that's the casting for that had to have been God, somewhat six four man. Yeah, he's six three or six he's four. So he's he's tall, bulky in this too. He, like, oh, yeah. he added forty pounds of mass. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's amazing how much. Like he that added. makes me think he like went to China and did some fucking genetic well, manipulation shit to put what because it it is hard to put muscle on man and some i went people, some people's bodies he probably, did, he probably did roids he probably did or roids. A, lot of, a lot of hollywood people do for movies yeah. it's human growth hormones most likely because that's less harmful well i mean there's a lot of different yeah. kind of but um, but it's not all it's, he didn't sure. just hit the gym as, no as all no. we're saying well and the and thing is maybe is, maybe he did like mm-hmm. i i'm i'm gonna go on record as saying i don't know how he put on the mask but he's pretty fucking impressive. You look at him fuck? here versus uh, he did a, he had a role. I think I want to say it was a spy movie. Him and the guy who played um, the Lone Ranger. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah, Army Hammer. They were in a movie together. It was a spy movie. I saw it. and It was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. It and was the remake um, of a the, 60s TV show. The Man show? from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, The Man from oh, Uncle. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, well, it was actually good. pretty good. I saw it with good. my folks. It's nice. not bad. It's not bad. Um, he was actually visibly smaller. Uh, Cavill was compared to here not too much but just enough for you to kind of notice the difference and so he definitely put it on and then took it off really pretty well I think he's got a good body type for it well some, some he kind of talks about that. this Christian Bale is another yeah. example of a guy yeah, who yeah. can drop well, weight and Christian Bale went down so much for the mechanic. Cavill talked machinist, about this the machinist the machinist uh, uh, he was in the fighter the as well fighter. he was yeah. super live in that yikes Cavill talked about this in Method. some interview or something like that. He was talking like 
it's really fucking hard to keep the Superman physique together. Oh like, yeah, he like the shirtless scenes. He said were like the most ridiculous two weeks of training to th- for two shirtless scenes. You see him on on screen shirtless for like all of maybe seven seconds combined, and he said mm-hmm. it was like the the hardest two weeks basically ever. Well, and that's where you're working out four hours a day. Hemsworth and you're doing doubles. Hemsworth was much the same. Yeah, especially and your diet concerning is Thor. Extremely. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there were there were scenes in Thor when he did the 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 press tour and shit like that before. Where Hemsworth was like, okay, that's me. That's me. Those are not my pecs. Like, <laughs> kind of a thing. Like, So there was there was some digital alteration for, for the MCU, for Thor and whatnot. Well, well I, and I mean, Chris I think Hemsworth is a big dude, too. He's naturally cut like he's that. He's naturally like, cut, so. but he's not that large. Right. See, th- th- that that's the thing, though. Like, um, being that cut, like, you normally have to have, like, a ridiculously low body, for, body fat percentage. Like, Cavill in this it's is probably... Be below like, eight. Yeah, yeah, Cavill's probably six or seven really percent body fat, which is ridiculous considering like when you want to maintain mass, you just fucking eat. Like you, mm-hmm. if you've ever, if you guys have ever known a bodybuilder or somebody training to be like a mm-hmm. lineman or something like yeah. that, oh, they just fucking eat all day. Like they sit down at like, uh, I can't remember what I was watching. Is probably something like a. Uh, um, you know, a, a lineman or something like that training and they just eat like sit down and have like a 4,000 calorie, you know, two solid, nothing but steak burritos, beans and rice, the whole nine, like, yeah. Uh, um, it, like six pounds of food essentially in a single sitting. And they're like, well, that's uh meal number one of five for today. Well, and linemen, well, and you- linemen are larger and not as, I, I mean, they're, there's more body fat on a lineman than there is. Yeah. In, in, well, that's because that's well, a natural and, side effect. Right. A good example is you look at the Rock's diet, and he published this in one of those like men's health magazines a while back, and there was a uh, a magazine writer who followed it for a month, and he's eating five five meals a day, and it's around between five thousand and seven thousand five hundred calories. Michael a Phelps day. did that shit too. Oh, because he's, like he's 10, burning 000. so many calories, yeah. he was he was eating like a ten thousand calorie diet. Like, but the thing is, is the Rock works out six days a week an hour and a half of weights and like an hour to an hour and a half of cardio. And so you're looking at three hours of working out for five meals. And he's like, you do that even for a little bit and you do it right. And then you're not eating shit food, mind it, you. This is, this is ridiculous because, you will put um, months away like the awesome. rock, because I've, I've been a wrestling fan my entire life watching, watching the rock throughout his career, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, you know, doing wrestling and stuff like that. He went to be an actor. He came back, and I think it was WrestleMania 28 when he actually fought John Cena for the title and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was more cut and more physically in shape then than he was the entire time he was a full time wrestler. Oh yeah, it was Jesus. See, scary. Th- there's the, that's the aesthetic thing. Like the aesthetic thing is like um, the way that you look that way is okay. You got to put on a lot of mass, but then you got to get your body fat per- ba- body fat percentage like way low, and that's, well, that's really hard to do. Maintain mass. You definitely need a little bit of fat in there to help you with the cushion, and so you're not going to get that cut look. And The Rock, he had that solid. There, that that's that's it, it's also not necessarily true i mean they they i mean they they hit hard and stuff on the mat too but like it's they don't have a lot of guys don't have extra body fat if you look at a guy like triple h back in like 98 99 2000 like that guy is ridiculous cut yeah, well, yeah and he's on steroids like you wouldn't believe well that's Probably what i was going to say about the rock the rock yeah. Yeah. the rock oh, is Jesus. widely rumored to have you know i don't know if he does or did but it, especially there was a Right around the time I think the maybe the first or second Fast and the Furious that he was in was coming out, like there was a picture he showed, you know, like basically back in the gym, and 
it was pretty much universe, universally regarded as, you know, here's what steroids can do in the modern day sort of thing. Hmm. On record, he said he tried it once back when he was wrestling and hasn't done it since then. That's yeah. on record. I'm like, sure he I don't want to take shit, but I mean, I don't want to take it away yeah, from him. Like, it's, the, like uh, the, it's possible. I think it's just really amazingly fucking hard to do. I think. Like you mean, you mean if you took all the steroids in the world, you you wouldn't look like that? Uh, <laughs> well, no. Like <laughs> right now, if I just like my current diet and exercise regimen, super suit. Which is to say, my not, not, yeah, zero. Here's the um, thing. I can't do steroids because I can't afford for my penis to be any smaller. <laughs> so testicles, and you could afford for them to be smaller. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. you don't need any more kids, dude. You're good. I, this is a, this is a super good scene, Okay, too. yeah, this is the first glimpse of the super suit. He's walking out into the cold Arctic air. The cape, dude. The cape. He's about to fucking fly. Here's the thing. The cape in this movie was completely CGI, but it was done so well. You know the other thing, too? Like, he's like, you know what? I better shave before I put the suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he was like, you know what? I haven't been able to shave since I was like 17 because I can't find anything that'll cut my fucking face hairs. I love this. Well, and I think the fact that they show him as clean shaven after he, like, when he's got the suit on, it kind of shows a reverence for what Superman is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I love the jump to try and fly and then oh I'm gonna fall all the way down. It's 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 really funny because if you um obviously originally he didn't fly, he just yep. jumped. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah, original yeah. character. Able to leap, leap tall, tall buildings in a single bound, whatnot. Right. Um but what's more is like if you if you were a, a comic book fan like through and through and then into the nineties when they did the whole Death of Superman story mm-hmm. with Doomsday, oh, that's yeah. how Doomsday Yep commuted is he jumps like giant leaps and stuff like that so you look at the background of doomsday originally doomsday was a guy who was banished to the phantom zone right i don't know if he was a phantom zone dude well they kind of definitely not like somebody knew about him and they knew enough about him to try and lock him away for the rest of his fucking they kind of did that with zod like later on in the film zod sort of before he realizes he can fly gets around by jumping also that scene right before we get the whole swirly snow shit and he flies like where he just sits it's almost like that meta like it's not even a metaphor it's like essentially showing you like he's just sitting in there drinking in the sun's rays like he's mm-hmm. gaining power from the sun essentially and i i hate to be the guy that says this but that's almost directly taken from smallville oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like when he actually fucking flies for the first time as spoilers as kal-el in season four yeah uh they they do a lot of that whoa thanks whirly shit spoiled it for me you asshole well that's too bad the show's fucking <laughs> been over for five years 16 years old so like <laughs> Um, well, and also it's, um, God, what was the name of the book? There was a, uh, a lot of the, the source material for this, not only Smallville, but also the uh, graphic novels. I'm trying to remember. I think it's, uh, talking year one. It's either year one. Oh God. I've got it at home and I read it before I watched the movie. There's a couple volumes of it, right? Yeah, year one has two volumes, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that they were. There like, was also a Man of Steel one from like '86 that was. Yeah, but there's a, there's something that which is I think it's year one. I'll have to go home and find it and read it to be for sure. But um, yeah, it's in a similar sequence. I like I like that they get Tomo Pennicut there just to. Uh... Oh yeah. Point at a picture for five seconds. Well, that guy's a great actor. I love him as an actor. You know, I think that was more of like a. 
Timo must be a fan sort of thing. And he's like, please, I want to be in the Superman movie. Please put me in the Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the way that like Daniel... right, your name is Mace Windu and you have a purple lightsaber. Yeah. Like yeah. D- yeah. Daniel or Daniel Craig, like you're going to be Stormtrooper number seven. You're going to drop yeah. your weapon when she says to, you know, like zero, zero, but, seven. But unlike the rest of the Stormtroopers, you're going to have dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> TK zero, zero, seven. Hey, look, yeah. it's Pete Ross. Oh, look, somebody's going to managing the, the IHOP. And it's oh look there it's Lois Lane and she's gonna talk to Mark. Oh, don't ask the kids for doing doing journalism. What up? It's like she's a, a Pulitzer Prize winning oh. journalist. No, this is this is funny because just the other day, like I saw a speculation, or I, I think it was supposed to be like a writing prompt thing about um, how what if it, what if it's just that like Superman is is retarded and everybody knows that he's Clark Kent because it's really really obvious. But he gets he gets pissed off when people thinks that think that or when people act like they know, so they have to pretend that they have no idea. I think I think every kid that's ever been any any sort of self conscious about himself through high school has always kind of gone through that whole. What if I'm really retarded and everybody's just being really nice to me? You know I what I mean? Still do that. But, and I think that every that, nerd has gone through that mind. whole thing. Why doesn't people realize that Clark Kent is just? Superman plus glasses. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Exactly. That was that was Marv's whole point when he was talking about creating Cat Grant. Was he was yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. always thought Lois Lane was really stupid because he's, it's he's the just, same guy. He's, he's just wearing putting glasses. on glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's like I think in this the case whole, a baseball cap. <laughs> see, they did a that, really that's the good job with that. 1940s version of you know this is what we need to create a, su- a secret identity is a guy who works at a newspaper wears glasses turns into a guy who they wears actually. A suit. Okay, it doesn't. Uh, they actually did a really nice job of that in, uh, I think it was Superman 1 with Chris Reeves. Maybe Superman 2. Uh, it was the one when uh, him and Lois go to Niagara Falls. That was Superman 2 when he loses his powers? No. No, he had powers he in Niagara had Falls. Because there was the kid that was on the no, bridge. No, but they get kept... married and he gives them up. It's in 2. He gives them up to but be with her n- as a human. No, because there's this moment where he's he's... I, no, I maybe, don't remember which one it was. I might be, I, maybe Falls. it's not in Niagara Falls then, but there's this moment where he's um, sitting talking to Lois, and you see him. He's sort of like slunk down in his seat, and he's got this bad po- posture, and he's talking with this sort of, you know, Clark Kent, you know, kind of. He uh, does. Crackly... He, he does a really good job of transitioning between Clark and. And, and then for a oh, second, yeah, for a, a great for a second, you it. see him like straighten up. He straight. You know, like his posture goes back to his normal posture, and he speaks more with the Superman timber. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's a really good show of oh. you know, like how this is he one of the seminal himself. moments in this movie for me. Uh, it's the tornado and the death of Pa Kent. This, this, this moment kind of actually is one of the things that pisses me off. I like it, but it pisses me off too because they, like, they did a super good job though of taking Henry Cavill and making him teenagerish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean right? given that yeah. he's like 34. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they must have they must have shot this first like before he bulked up. <laughs> I think the thing was is like they they're like we'll give him foofy hair. Like, oh yeah, that'll do it. And put on a really baggy shirt cuz you can tell right there he's still pretty cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which oh, he's is still a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Which he's is fine. Cut. I mean, he was always he I mean, even as a teenager, you know, like he would have been like the most cut. This is what pisses me off right here. Save yeah. that kid. I'm going to stand here for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He just stands there for a second. But also at the same time, I think that this speaks to the character of Pa Kent when he runs back into the storm to save a dog. It doesn't, though. It doesn't, and I'll tell you why. For the exact opposite that he told Clark he shouldn't have saved that busload of kids. True. Like, <laughs> that's, like based on that mentality, he should have been like, all right, here's this kid. Get her out of the way. I'm going to follow you. 
See, yeah, but no, it, the difference there is that the thing about not saving the busload of kids is he didn't want to reveal his power. I get that Pac Kent's not an alien, but he wasn't going to go back and get himself killed for a dog. Like, that's... Pac Kent was kind of cold. Oh, no, and Ma Kent's probably pretty I, attached to the dog. I don't dog. think that's the thing. I think, that, I think that's a thing that a lot of people think about this movie, but I don't think that's the thing. I think the thing with the not saving the kids in the bus is he didn't want to uh, um, introduce his son to danger. Yeah. Essentially. And this is, and like, this, his son has the opportunity to save even him. Even this scene is the this same is thing. The part. He this doesn't want part. to introduce, he's still too afraid to introduce his son to the danger of, uh, of showing himself who he's, he really is. He's so, like, not to mention they're really fucking close to a tornado. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me, though, like, because, Clark is obviously fast enough to get there and get him without anybody even realizing what happened. See, that's that's the part that pisses me off about this scene is it's like, well, Clark could have saved him like eight times and nobody would have even noticed. Well, hold on. I mean, okay, so obviously at this point he hasn't figured out all of his powers. He just learned, oh, yeah, I can fly. He knows how to fucking run. So can he move faster than people can see right now? I don't think so. We're going Smallville continuity, but there's got to be a way. Like, I I just, I refuse to believe. Even in the original movies... And everything else, like it's always shown that like he just all of a sudden took off one day. Well, yeah, and you he started. I mean? He like, learned how to run really fast initially. Like speed. Hey, Doug's tamper thing. Okay, I like the casting of Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne as Perry. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a stroke of genius. Lawrence Fishburne does a really good job here. No, I Mo- I, I actually like him as Perry White. Like yeah. that's see that was fine to me. Much you know better than the guy that they got to play James Gordon in the upcoming Dawn of Justice movie. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. Oh my! And they put J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah. Yep. You know the thing. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. That that actually did bother me, especially when we finally have the pictures of Spider Man. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But anyway, I like this part. As soon as it gets the DC universe, yeah. I like this part. Okay, where they, you know, they sort of uh, did something different with the the traditional casting of Perry White, like Perry White, the traditional. You know, Perry White. He he's like the quintessential old white man. Tm. You know, like (laughs) so. I I I like that they did Lawrence. Copyright. Yeah, Yeah. I like that they put Lawrence Fishburne here because this makes sense to me. What screwed me up a little bit was the gender bent uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, we get Jenny Olsen instead. I didn't make that connection until at least my second or third viewing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even care about that. And I caught I caught it the first time around. one thing that I want to say about that particular scene in, in the Daily Planet, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, the way she carries herself is perfect. Yeah. Like her body oh, yeah. language when she's walking through the, the building and stuff like that. And this is me as a grown up now talking about a movie because it, I wouldn't have noticed that before. And I probably didn't even notice it the first time I watched the movie, but watching it again, like. Oh, no. Amy, Amy Adams is a, is a strong Lois Lane. Yeah. Like she's the only spot. Like I said, again, the only thing that I don't like is the dark, the lightness of her hair. It, it, it's it's just that she doesn't fit the comic book um, physical character of Lois Lane, which I guess I just got done saying like Perry White, uh, you know, changing from black to white is is a cool thing. So I probably shouldn't be as hung up about this. That's, that's the thing is I think a lot of people get caught up on the race thing. And well, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm not caught up on the race thing. What I'm caught up on with is that this girl has a lighter shade of hair, which yeah. is, Larry, makes no fucking sense. Larry, it's a much smaller issue. It's than a like smaller race. issue yeah. than Lawrence Fishburne, black guy playing Larry Perry White. Larry Fishburne was actually pa- really literally good as Perry per- White. Perry White. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. whereas I hated Michael Clark Duncan as Wilson Fisk in oh, the original yeah. Daredevil movie. Yeah. And it wasn't was, because he was black. It was because it was a shitty fucking choice. And a shitty movie. And a shitty movie. And a shitty yeah. movie. I think well, that's part of Duncan, why it was shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah, Clark Duncan is a great actor. God rest his soul. Was, but he's yeah. not fucking um, Kingpin. No, he's not Kingpin. I yeah. 
fucking love. Who was the guy? Although, you know, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio was. I'll, I'll, I'll actually play devil's, ad- devil's advocate here. Good. Um, Michael Clark Duncan could have been a good kingpin. He just Better was writing. not. He just was not given a good pick kingpin to write. The other thing is too is that the kingpin is uh, gigantic, but he's typically rotund as well. Yeah. Like, he he's typically he's, as yeah, he's as not wide as he is large. Imposing as much as he is, like he's a big, he's fat, a big dude. fat dude. Well, yeah. he's not necessarily like he, um, he's big, and I get the impression from him that he's he's sort of powerful, but he's not like a a bodybuilder type. Like no, Clark, he's Michael Clark Duncan is. Yeah, uh, show me a dude who weighs four hundred pounds that isn't powerful in some way because well, carry I mean, that weight there's a lot day. of muscle underneath that if you weight. just yep. just the sheer mass like if he just gets up to speed he's gonna bar- barrel through a few walls before something is strong enough to stop well, and him the thing about wilson fisk is wilson fisk while he is a larger dude and he's rotund he's still supposed to be very good at hand-to-hand fighting he's deceptively right. good here's right. here's the thing That's if you're gonna thing. cast michael clark duncan it, like specifically to, to to buck the system when it comes to race Cast him as Juggernaut. He'd have been a perfect fucking oh, Juggernaut. Oh, hell yeah. I was just about to say Ooh. that, yeah. Juggernaut. juggernaut? Mm-hmm. Dude, I let's go up top for that one because that was... I like that. <laughs> I, I really he, do. I could see him. The voice, And he's everything. so big. I mean, he's dead now. Obviously, this is not going to happen, but like... Yeah. yeah. See, like... It's with, better than fucking Vinny Jones that they got in let's that not third fucking shitty talk X-Men about movie. that shit. Oh God! I Ugh. I wiped that from and my I like memory. Benny Jones. I wiped but that from we, my memory. We, we don't right. talk about X Men Three. Yes, Vinny Jones is a great no. actor. He it was a great con. character. Doesn't make fun of it. We, we don't talk. But well, fucking Vinny yeah. Jones. Then I have to remember. Not... It. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if the the whole thing with the Darevo- Daredevil thing was about race because because I don't know. Like I I, I guess I don't like give the, the writers cre- credit. I don't I don't give the movie makers of Daredevil credit enough to even try to make a point. No, here's the thing. It was um, about race. That was a studio decision. It was not a, a screenplay decision. It was. Oh, seriously? No, they were just like to find a black guy. It had to be because there's well, no other reason you cast a black guy in that character. Unless you're specifically going, nope, we're gonna do a black guy instead. See, I don't think that's the case though. Like, I think it that is. But I'm, I'm. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm arguing the counterpoint. Michael Clark Duncan is such a big guy; he's so physically imposing. Like, that could be a kingpin character. They just are taking some severe liberties okay. with the character. I'm not saying you're wrong. But you're saying I'm wrong. I, well, I know how this joke ends. I've been no. here before. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, that's that's not where I'm going with this. Actually, um, what? It just seems like, for the same reason that Larry Fishburne was cast as Perry White in this, it was a conscious decision. Because they could have found an old white guy to be Perry White. Yeah. I'll, I'll give J. you J.K. Simmons. And, yeah. uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, just one of those, it's just one of those things that I think a studio does specifically so they can just be like, look, we're being diverse. Uh, yeah, yeah but, same thing with the the Jimmy see, Olsen. See, I just I have a hard time, yeah. you know, like James so, James Olsen from Supergirl. So, some of those James. like okay, that one su- nobody on Supergirl is clever enough to not just slap you in the face with it. Like I am starting to on. hate his character less though, to be fair. Uh, yes, but still the ha- the hate meter is still pretty goddamn high. Anyway, um I just kind of try to pretend he's not Jimmy Olsen. And, and if I do that, if like, if I just pretend it's like a, just look at it. Like you look at Gotham. It's okay. an Elseworlds story. First off, yeah. <laughs> some of this footage here, when they're going around the world with Zod's message, doesn't it remind you a little bit of, of a Trump rally? 
Yes. No, I was going <laughs> to say the shots in Armageddon of them going around the world as the president was talking to oh, the Jesus world. Christ, or Independence Day when the yeah. aliens are attacking. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking Independence about? Independence Day is beautiful. I fucking load this portion. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable, though. No. I don't think it is, but at the same time, they took the exact same shots and they were like, well, here we this, go. This is another like little bit of a ham-fisted cliche and and yeah. them, uh Trying to you know Wasn't really drive home the whole you, you know this is an alien creature not not Superman not the Superman you know and love which we think of as basically being human with lots of great powers but like this is an alien fucking creature you know that you're yeah. hiding here yeah um what we just saw also in the last scene was uh, another Wolfman character Doctor Emil Hamilton yep yes which. Oh, really? A funny side note is later on in the show we're going to see Dr. Emil Hamilton and in the background is going to be a technician played by a guy who was Dr. Emil Hamilton in Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Nice. Look at that. I like that. Wow. Little shout out. And I talk about Wolfman a lot on this, but that's because he's so far the only person that's been gracious enough to grace our shitty little podcast with it. Have a... you asked anybody else? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you asked? I, I just, I'm just curious. It's not important. No, <laughs> they're not listening. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's important so, to me. Uh, well, there's that, and that we're actually Wolfman fans. I would say at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I was a Wolfman fan before. Like that's why we got him on the podcast. I think was because we respected. Yeah, we just got work. goddamn lucky with that one. And it was just a matter of like once we actually got him to agree to be on the show, we started looking into the different things that he'd done. And we're like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, like, like I, I knew I was a, a fan couple, all along. I knew a couple of things. Like you were like, I got to read Crisis. You got to read Crisis, and so I read uh, Crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, yeah oh, that's good. And then I read that, and then like the well, same Mark thing. Wolfman wrote it, so we were like, yeah. you know what, we should do, we should do a little bit of a retrospective on Crisis, and then we we were like, you know, it'd be great if we talked to Wolfman or Perez or something. And and oh, if you could get George Perez, I would just, uh, that might get me to suck your dick. Well, okay. well that, that was that was the funny thing is because that's, that's the way we'll because pitch it. Eddie Eddie was just like, so um, we want to do this podcast about Crisis, but I don't want to do it until we can actually get like feedback or input from one of the guys, some from somebody that was involved or somebody that was yeah. inspired from it or something like that. And so, like on a lark one day, I was just like, oh, it's Marvel's contact information. Click, yeah. click, 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 click. And then, yeah. like the like an hour later, I'm texting Eddie. And I'm like. No, I wasn't even texting him. I, I was like, I called him and he was like, are you okay? Because you know, we don't call each other. You know, was like, I was like, Marv Wolfman just said he's going to be on the show. And I heard. <laughs> it took me a minute. That's for, for amazing. Sure. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's awesome that you got Marv Wolfman to do that. This is a and really honestly, cool scene too. Here's the thing. If you go back and listen to that episode, and I'm not, I'm not trying to toot our horn or anything like that. Then I, I will. We actually fucking sounded professional as fuck. Nice. We, like, no, it was a good. It we was a good sort show. of semi sounded like we knew what we were doing. Yeah, I, I, I like that part. Um, so <laughs> this is a good scene, like you were talking about. Eddie. Yeah, in Man of Steel, right now we're watching the scene where Clark is essentially getting picked on by some bullies because reasons are not clear. I don't know. Bullies are dicks. Because because bullies are dicks. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, don't don't be a bully, kids. But I like this scene uh, um, between Clark and and, and uh, Pa Kent. You know, um, I think it's a good characterization between the two. And even fucking and then this there's kid. Pete Ross, and he's like, someday, you can have all the pancakes you want on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I promise I won't tell when you come crashing through my IHOP. Yeah. Well, and also it kind of shows some of that 
you know, Pa Kent saying, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. Sort of. Don't yeah. show the world. And he held it in. I mean, Conceal, don't feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really Superman and pretty much every American male's problem is we hold here's, shit in. Here's what I don't it's, get. It's kind of like cliche. Like, like no, Pa just... Kent, you're giving the worst advice fucking possible. Like, we're really lucky <laughs> this didn't turn into serial killer Kent, which uh, leveled the entire school district. This because is what I don't get, can. though. Like, those kids are like, we're going to beat the shit out of you. Right in front of this business with the giant fucking bay windows that are completely wide open and there's people in there. Yeah, standing where everybody well, can see us. Bullies are dicks, right? But nobody ever accused them of being smart. Eh, nah, true. Kids are stupid. But just in general, they're fucking ridiculous. The this scene isn't bad. I don't know. I like I like I actually like the um the religious aspect of the scene because like obviously Clark is from a completely different planet. Like there's not Christians on Krypton. Because it's well, all science yeah. and whatnot. He was raised he, he in is Kansas. God right now. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's just there's like That's so the thing I like the deal. I can destroy the entire Earth. What do I do? Yeah, like- <laughs> this is the this is the thing that I like about that scene. This scene is um, uh, exactly what we we're saying. He is raised in Kansas, so you this is sort of the human side of Clark. Like I'm not religious, so this scene scene is a little like uh, okay, whatever. But um, I like that they're they're showing him sort of embracing that sort of human human side. Um, like he doesn't need that. He's just like, you know, like regardless of my religious affiliations or whatever, uh, you know, generally speaking, priests are supposed to be the guys that have their heads screwed on right when they're not yeah. you know, screwing little boys in the Catholic sure. church. Here's here's my thing, man. Like, and I'm not religious at all. Like, I don't I don't believe in any kind of supernatural or higher power or whatever. But I I can respect what religion does for certain people. You yeah, know like what I mean? Faith. faith. Like, I'm actually kind of jealous of people that can have faith. Because I can't. But yeah, because like, if I don't understand the science behind it, I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I do get kind of jealous of those type of people who, who like just have, you know, sort of blind faith for no, you know, like no apparently good reason. The only thing I don't like is the whole, like, we have faith in the wrong things for no apparently good yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't get jealous because a lot of those same people that have blind faith and, and God also have blind faith in Donald Trump, so. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Um, Sorry about oh, that, people. God, let's not talk about hey, that. Hey, he's going to be honest. He's going to he's gonna make our country great again. Really? <laughs> just well, like never Nazi, actually say just how. Just like Germany but... in 1932? I, yep. I honestly. Made of a great country. This is like the, the world's best reality show that's gone on way too long. Like. Like th- yeah. this, this was, was really like the Truman Show gone wrong. Th- like- this was really funny. Like when this first got announced, I was like, "Donald Trump's running for president." That's hilarious, and I kept laughing and I kept laughing, and then I kind of stopped. And now like, nobody's laughing. Now yeah. I'm like, yeah. "What the? Yeah. What nobody's the laughing, fuck, America? What the fuck are you doing right now?" Listen, yeah. most of us are watching on in horrified fascination, yeah, and trepidation. This is, this is like definitely why. the car wreck that you can't look away from. Oh yeah, no. yeah. God damn and the thing is, is for me, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, th- this you is know? sort of like a you know the rest of the world can see us. Yeah, like, this is the part where I want to be like, God damn it, Americans are so stupid. But then yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's I'm that's American. Okay. yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm one of us. I'm embarrassed as hell, but at the same time, I look at this and I'm like, How are people not smarter? Do like we study freaking the Holocaust and Nazi, like the rise of Hitler in high school for like three years in a row. How are people not smarter? About here's this? here's the thing. I don't like the Hitler comparison because there's actually so Hitler was like a lot smarter. Well, no, here's the thing. Like <laughs> really. for every argument that liberals have that say that Trump is, is following the footsteps of Hitler. Like there's also equal arguments that 
conservatives can say about liberals following oh, the for sure. Hitler and whatnot. So I don't really like that comparison well, because it's, it's not Godwin's necessarily law. Valid. You can you can only get about three sentences in before somebody invokes the Hitler clause. Yeah, know? yeah. But well, and for yeah. me, the comparison is. I mean, he talks about uh, one making America great again, make Germany great again. Two, he wants to label Muslims and shit like that again. And so you've got all these big points. No, I, I get it. Immigrants are making. Uh, america weak and so we need to cut off immigration whereas it was jews that were making you know germany weak and so we need to get rid of all the jews like i no. here's the thing i get it i just there's again like also one of the big things was though that hitler disarmed the right. germans you guys need to fucking stop no um, no hold on hold on <laughs> uh, this is we're not going to carry on with this but like it that's that's the counterpoint. It's like that was the first step in Hitler gaining power. Well, well, Hitler didn't, I know, I know, no, but I, I want to talk the about the movie. I know. We'll, we'll talk about what movie. We'll he talk didn't about what disarm the Germans about. until after he came into power via election. Uh, I'm, I swear but, to God, I'm going to get a squirt bottle on you too. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's and you, the thing. The thing you got to remember is all, Hitler tried to take over violently, but he was put down. All I'm saying is that. No, I'm I'm done with it. All I'm saying, we can tell. Yeah. To your point about like we're gonna make America like immigrants are making America weak and blah blah yeah. blah. Like the the only the biggest argument and counterpoint to his his whole platform is that like sequestering ourselves from the rest of the world is actually going to make us weaker than anything on the face of the planet. Oh yeah. So, um, I don't. I just Sam and I. Here's the thing, and for those of you listening at home, Sam and I agree politically on this still. stuff. It's just it's just a matter of stupid semantics as yeah, far as it's the, all the Hitler semantics comparison. All it is. But um, we're but, talking about Superman right now in the desert. Okay, Superman's in the desert. This just, is the thing no, I don't go, like about go this. Go back, go back, go back. I want, just want to say, we get through the whole movie. We were talking about, just a second ago, there was the S scene. The the uh, What's the S for? Oh. On my planet, it's not an S. It's it's hope, you know? And then she gets ready to say, well, maybe you're, you know, like she's going to say Superman. I, I think we go this entire movie without calling him Superman, correct? Maybe maybe she was going to be like, well, maybe your people are stupid. That could be yeah. too. <laughs> well, and this is right here is one of the biggest grabs because we've got a couple of these scenes here at the desert, like the end of the road and there's no more road and there's just desert. Where the fuck is this? Is it Metropolis? No. Salt Flats. Is Utah. it the Salt Flats? Well, where, where's Metropolis? Where's Metropolis? Nobody knows. Nobody really knows. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 this is it's my biggest bitch with the DC universe. It's, it's surrounded like, by coast, there's, desert, there's rainforest. There's, there's Metropolis. There's Gotham. There's Coast City. <laughs> there's all this other shit. But there's also not discounting the fact there's New York and San Francisco and everything else. <laughs> I like Marvel better because they're just like, nope. We're in this city. Wait, it really exists. Cities, yeah. 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 Fake cities. This shit pisses me off because they're like, let's take a day's ride outside of Metropolis. And, and we'll be anywhere in the fucking world. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what the fuck, <laughs> Depending guys? on what's convenient for the storyline. Treat me like I'm not an asshole, okay? No, Jesus. They're, they're wow. seriously like a third. That's impossible, Sam. 32. <laughs> we can try and treat you like you're not an idiot, but we can't treat you like you're not an asshole. <laughs> Anyways. But they're seriously like outside of Metropolis, like they, there must be like a thirty-two pointed star, and like if you go ten feet any direction, you hit whatever climate you. It's want like on to. Minecraft, like mm, you go a certain yes. amount of distance either way, you're going to be in a different biome. First off, yeah. fuck you in Minecraft. We don't need to talk about that shit here. This is actually the perfect form to talk about <laughs> Minecraft. Just, just FYI, I don't you, know, might, you might actually get some people I listening. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't know if you know what kind of show you're on, but <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's uh -huh. the hand holding, and she's oh, like, wait, she's wait, like, wait, but I brought your flash drive. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he oh, brought the flash drive. 
She's like, what the fuck, man? I he thought we were going to do her. it. Like he's yeah. it to her, yeah. She's like, we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then, he, she, then she's like, <laughs> she's oh, like, oops, oh, my bad. Okay. You're being covert, whatever. This, this is you assuming. You're going to need this Tom Cruise Iron Man helmet if you want to survive the environment aboard our <laughs> ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For that callback, see the last episode. <laughs> okay, and this is where we go up to Zod. You're, you're going to want to make sure you actually post these in order. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Yeah. and this is where Cal any, any listeners would know that, that it's just i post them in order i just post them a little bit later <laughs> i really i actually like this scene uh michael shannon not trying to be overbearing as zod instead trying to welcome and kind of bring cal l into the fold he he just seems the council smarmy me as to shit the, Phantom too, the whole time. so i grew a goatee yeah no you uh, a little evil bit of zod, it, you can tell yeah. well he's he's evil zod but he's that manipulative he's no longer evil. quite so Here, Roman, here's where yeah. we learn about the the effects of he's, kryptonian atmosphere on kal-el which yeah. makes no fucking sense if he really does derive his power from the yellow sun because they're in radius of the yellow sun well see what yeah. i get what the feeling i get is okay we already have like sunscreen and shit like that we already have like uv protective glasses like what i think is happening here is the ship is sort of like the uv protectant and it basically beams you know the the sort of light spectrum and whatever shit comes from yeah, red but sun it doesn't drain his powers immediately and here's the well, the dreams just did, he's been though. on earth for it how just long did. like I, i'd like to argue with you but we've seen stupider shit in the comics i like, know i'm just saying oh yeah Let's not talk about the return of Superman with the cyborg bringing the, the, the robot world into Earth's atmosphere or whatever the fuck that was. What? This you remember scene, Cyborg Superman? I, don't, I yeah. do not like this scene at all. This scene's Kendra? just fucking stupid. Well, it was just a cheap excuse for them to put a Kansas City Royals jersey in, into a movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, to be fair, the Kansas City Royals, didn't they win the World Series? What? Not that what? year. No, not that year? This was 2013. Yeah, but a couple... They won last they year, right? Yeah. They won. Uh, they won two years. We have our yeah. we have our classic Who movie blue and orange co- combination. Yeah. Th- did they win? Did the Royals win? won last year. I think 2014 was the Giants. Yeah, 2014 was yeah. the Giants. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with me on this baseball shit, guys. What you doing? Hmm. Yeah. Royals, also, Bryce, thanks to you, I'm apparently ends. indebted to Sam to give him a username and password to uh, MLB.tv because I he helped pay for it last year. last year and he never got the password for it. Yes. What I said it to not you. I emailed you. No, you didn't. I did not password get it. sharing, which is clearly against oh, the right. terms of service is... from the MLP. Yeah, yeah. We have were... you read them? I haven't. Cut that. We were doing <laughs> <laughs> as most of the whatever show. We were doing a performance art piece. <laughs> this is so what it would... this is what I regular... like about this scene is the explanation of why the Kryptonian ship was on Earth, because it just kind of was there at the beginning of the movie, and it talks about the the people going off and going out into space yeah but what doesn't make sense is why the disembodied essence of Jorel was on that ship true the but the disembodied because if it was or Jor-El was he in the command ship? key he was in the flash drive is that what it was yeah. okay, the, okay. The, like we think of Jorel as like the disembodied whatever but really he's just software like the yeah. command key was you like, think as an IT guy, I'd know that, but yeah, the mm-hmm. command key is like, uh, here's here's my malicious totally here's different. my malicious flash True. drive that I'm going to upload into your system because you allowed me physical access because uh, you've never been in IT sexy. for even four seconds. Well, well yeah, this, no, he's a general. He's not all about that IT. 
This scene I don't like at all. <laughs> like the whole skull thing. Like the that's just a little too. Stuff. Like why are we? It's, a, it's little... a little surreal. It's a little bit sucker punch to me. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely sucker punch. Yes. This is this is where but, they go full like, sucker punch. Lo- most of sucker punch is a dream sequence. I, I kind of hate to sequence. break this to you, but a lot of the scenes that we've seen in the in the previews uh, of Batman v Superman are also dream hey. sequences. Yes. The uh, Fuck what is off. that? Quote unquote nightmares with a K. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dark. Are you talking nightmares. about the uh, the? Uh, the uh, Batman trench coat, Batman trench coat, yeah, Batman. yeah, yeah. Which, and also, to be honest, oh, yeah. I love the look of that. They could be using that as a vehicle for the Flash because we don't know if the Flash is there because he's Flash traversing point. space and time, or if it's because it's part of a nightmare. God, if well, we get Flashpoint, the, that would be amazing. The symbol for the Omega symbol, yeah, for Dark Side. That will be sweet if they can actually do that legit. They, oh yeah. Well, I mean, could. they're definitely trying to start to go the same way that Marvel's gone. You know, getting getting everybody involved in big name movies, big yeah, ticket movies. But I've said this before on the show. It's it's like trying to put a man on the moon when somebody's already there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, they're DC to, they're playing catch up essentially. Yeah, but they shouldn't. Like that's yeah. the thing is DC should just do some. They they should, they should make something their own. Yeah, Hollywood doesn't work that way. No, it you should copy though. And, and copy that's the thing. Copy. Like Hollywood didn't work the way the MCU worked until the MCU did it, and they're like. Huh, I'll be goddamned. Hey, lots of people want to pay us money yeah. to do this. <laughs> yeah, but it, Hollywood I mean, didn't cast fucking Robert Downey Jr. in anything until Iron Man. Except so. for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which what? is a well, great movie. Well, you mean after his gigantic drug problems and prison time and all that? Right. Oh, okay. Presumably What is this else? guy? Is he supposed to be a general? Yeah, he's yeah. a general. I can't remember who he is. He's based on the guy from the comics. I don't know. That's a Canadian soldier. Right. Different digital camis. That's a doctor who's... That guy's I, been in a lot of shit. Yeah, like, he is he a character actor that... I don't yeah. remember his name, but he's been in a ton of stuff. For some odd reason, he dr- he reminds me of, like, a Joseph Mengel from the Nazi death camps. Right. Mm. That's who I think of whenever I see him. But maybe that's because I associate any doctor torturing people so like that. Is, are we going to want to split this four ways? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for those of you listening at home, that was Bryce or Sam actually exposing his vagina at the thought of having to share cider. I will expose the crap out of my ass pussy if need be. <laughs> uh, I don't even that joke writes itself. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's gonna suck right in. Oh, there it is, and then push it all the way. Do it. Do are, it. What are we talking? Are we still is this talking a about? It's, never mind. <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's the flash drive, the super flash drive. Like, did somebody make a flash drive that looked like that? Because if they didn't, they should have. Oh, seriously? Oh, dude, if they did. Do you think they're, like, using, like, USB 6 or something? I don't know. Dude, speaking of which, so remember, like, several months ago I sent you that picture of, like, the way Windows comes packaged now and it's actually, like, a flash drive and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's actually 3.0. It's USB 3.0. Fastest fucking install I've ever seen on a Windows OS. Like, it's ridiculous. I that makes sense. I I would really love to have like um USB 3.0 with the combination of SSD like be yeah. done in like 5 minutes. Yeah, that's I, I built a system like that today when I was at work and it, it's it's stupid how quick that whole thing works. Yeah. And it's it's going to be more and more of that kind of thing in the future, right? Please god. Cuz USB, I don't know. 
I like it, but it's a pain in the ass. Sometimes. We're getting we're getting USB. Yeah, not if there's drivers. Yeah. We're getting to one of the badass scenes in the movie. First off, I really like this scene. This is a good Jor-El scene. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. This is this is the part that I think is really well done because he can't obviously physically physically interact with anything, so he's just like, look over there. No, turn around, shoot. You know that kind of a thing, and it's yeah. it's it's almost like a director directing a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just. Uh. All right, here we go. We get the invasion of Smallville, which why the fuck they invaded Smallville? Because that's where Clark's. Mom but they didn't is, know yeah, that. Seriously, come, they, they do didn't... know that. They go right to his house. Yeah. That that's like a plot point in the movie. But he, they didn't get him from Smallville. They picked him up from bumfuck Egypt in the like the end of the road from Metropolis Dude, to the desert. They they have like they can recon shit. Like they yeah. know like it's they not know that hard Clark to Kent. figure out. How do they know he's Clark Kent? Because he says it. Yeah, because they're not And because totally the whole dream retarded. sequence of the farm in fucking Kansas. Yeah. But the dream sequence came from Jor-El. Or not Jor-El, excuse me, General Zod, not Clark Kent. No, it was Clark's dream. Zod was just there. Okay, so what we've got here is a yeah, well, Crispin blended hard cider, which was aged in a rum cask. And it's got wildflower honey and dark candy syrup in it as well. Um, you know, I hate to be the pretentious douche, but I can actually kind of smell like you, like you actually get the rum a little, uh, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little oh, yeah. bit. I, I personally smell the dark candy. I, well, you would uh, smell dark candy. And no, I, it's got a, on good, a serious it, note, I've, it, I've, I've, it I've does, brewed beer and used dark candy syrup in it before and it's it does, fucking amazing. It, exactly it does have a, yeah. Uh, yeah. it does have a good it apple. It smells delicious. Crispin does a good job. They make a good cider. Oh man. That is tasty. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not dry at all. No. It's actually really, really sweet, but... It's sweet, but it's good. But it's like, good. It doesn't taste... It's a little dry on the end. It doesn't taste... Yeah. Not, not on the front, though. Ooh. Ooh. It's yeah. not overly sweet, either. Yeah. Actually, the dryness on the end balances This tastes like some sweet. shit I would drink pirate camping. Oh, could we do that this summer? I don't, I don't know, know Sam. And, and here we, here or we should I call you by your pirate name? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who told? Did I tell you that story? Everybody uh, knows that story. Knows that story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Snap. who even. Okay, for the benefit benefit of the audience and Forrest me, let's tell that story because I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we'll just so we just give so the Matt the name. tell the story. Here's the deal: for the sake of posterity, if you don't say it, I'm going to. Okay. I'd so, like to give you the benefit of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I went pirate camping with Bryce, and we. Okay, uh, so again, go back. What is pirate camping? So there's organizations. There's organizations out there that like to reenact or not reenact necessarily, but act like specific time periods. Like there's the SCA that does medieval shit with swords okay, and jousting gotcha. and shit. Pirates. There's a whole group of pirates, especially in the Pacific Northwest, that get together and do several different events throughout the year. And they get together and they dress up in pirate garb and drink a drink fuck ton excessively and that sometimes sense, have sex actually. with girls with one eye it actually started <laughs> she did not have one started. eye <laughs> no the one eye girl was different that was later that was later that was you there right there was no sex but it was, uh, that was, that was... wait hold on you had sex with a girl with one eye no, I said there was no sex did you get blown no there was there was a girl at an event that had one eye did you have sex with the socket no it was like because she like took out her fucking the fake eyepiece oh, and it's sure. like 
and it, you know it, it's it's a glass like thing it's yeah it's not, even a like, full it's not a full thing no it's no. like because the socket's not like empty completely no. it's just just yeah not fucking useful i had a client at the farm home like that who oh, did yeah, that yeah. it was hilarious um anyway oh, but so, i mean i wanted a girl to pirate so we went pirate camping and bryce and i went the first night we both got really hammered and bryce mm. uh we couldn't find Bryce the next morning, so we assumed he was off having sex with somebody, but it turns out he was True. in his tent, so it wasn't that big of a mystery. Uh, that next day... <laughs> we never that's, th- that's not a mystery at all. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we, we never thought to look at it. We look never for him thought in his to tent. look in his tent, and keep in mind, this is how hungover we were. Yes. Um, the next day, Bryce and I started drinking around like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't do. really matter when, when you start pirate camping, because no. everybody is always drinking all the always time. Always drinking all the time. Um... As events through the night went, I was able to uh, pick at least one lady up during the course of that evening, mm. and she came back to my tent, and we proceeded to have intercourse, noticeable, noticeable <laughs> intercourse, loud intercourse, into which she asked me to frost her, because I was her cupcake or some <laughs> shit like that, and. Uh, <laughs> The thing is, is we did this for a good this is gonna two, be the worst episode three hours, <laughs> and I woke people up in the campsite. You kept people from sleeping. Kept people yep, from yep. sleeping. Well, we woke up the next morning. I walked her back to her campsite, and I walked back to our fire, and we're standing there, we're chatting. Nobody said anything just yet, and one of the guys who came with us slept on a tarp. This mm. was this was his thing. Some he pirates wanna... don't have money for tents. Yeah, he didn't no. have money for a tent. He just had a tarp, and he woke up, and he sat up, and he looked at me. Well, he looked around, put his glasses on, looked around again, looked straight at me and was like, fuck you, and proceeded to tell me that I kept him up for three hours in the middle of the night by doing the one-inch ninja slap on this girl's ass. And so, since then, I have been known to a certain group of people as Cupcake. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, and you actually uh, some of us you still some occasionally souvenirs, I recall. I did, I can't, I couldn't have, yeah, I just can't remember it. socks. All right, back to the movie. Because the reaction that you get when you call Sam Cupcake is, um, well, priceless. Mm, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's like Sam has heat vision. <laughs> like, like say, a certain general we know, yeah, yeah. who's just oh, discovering, so who's just discovering is... what life is like on Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We we told that story during the destruction of Smallville. Yeah. Smallville's getting destroyed. Zod came down to Earth. His uh, armor has been penetrated, and he's going to be taken back up to the <laughs> ship. Penetrated. Because he can't make sense of what's going on, because all of a sudden he's like, there's so much of it. So this scene here is uh, Kal-El, Superman, versus uh, two Kryptonian soldiers, the female lieutenant and the behemoth. Which, it's uh, very similar to... I can't remember the name of that chick. Kiana? Feora. Feora. Yeah, Feora. That's what it is. I can't remember the name of the big dude, though. Uh, no. It's also very similar to a scene out just straight out of Superman. Superman 2. 2. Word. Yeah. It's a great scene. I know, right? We're, <laughs> might as well just... Hey, let's go ahead and put on some elevator music here. This scene is a little... That, was, stuff, that was from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I, mm-hmm. do, I do like this scene, but it's a little CG... Like, it's really hard to do this sort of scene. And follow what's going on? No, I can follow what's going on just fine. It's just a really difficult to do this scene. There's a lot going CG on. Because you cannot do this scene practically, basically at all. 
No. no. No, I mean, you got Christopher Maloney and the Air Force commandos flying in. Well, and you're filming on a street. Yeah. Well, like that's, that's, I, I'm, more like, ta- I'm more talking about the fight. Like, you can't do flying Kryptonians ripping ships out of, or ripping planes out of the air. Like, there's no well, way you, you can, can do that. but you get, like, one take. There's no practical. <laughs> get it right because your stunt double is not going to have time to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Like there's just no way to do this scene through practical effects. Oh, oh and there's and he, Pete's IHOP. Yeah, they crash into the IHOP, and there's Pete, and Pete looks up. Clark looks at him. Hey, we know each other. What's up? And Pete's Bet like, you wish I hadn't pulled you off that bus now, huh, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Feora. See, now this is the scene that actually makes sense. Feora, the warrior bred and trained, just fucking handles him. Like that's, that's the way it should go. Yeah. That that I I see your point about Zod and and Jarell at the beginning. Yeah. Because Clark wasn't genetically bred to be anything. Clark is just Clark. Like yeah. for all intents and purposes, he has the capabilities of being anything that he fucking wants. Mm-hmm. Um but because she was That's specifically bred as a warrior, scenes. she's like, "So I'm gonna beat your ass now." Yeah, not just be, not just the breeding thing, but the thing that like they're bred as warriors. They're bred to you know have the best genetic traits to be warriors, but they're trained to be warriors. Like they they spend their whole life training. Like rather than going through calculus and shit like that, they train how to p- kick people's asses. So like when which technically you need calculus to kick people's asses. Do do you? Have you ever taken calculus? It will kick I, your ass. I mean, uh, good, solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cupcake. That's enough cider for you. <laughs> um. Anyway, this shit. Is where good. where I where I like this is like the thing that they do well about this fight is the reason Clark comes out on top is essentially because he's master of his environment. Like. Yeah. Like, he did learn to mind his surroundings. Take that, fucking Razogul. <laughs> nice callback. Um, yeah, to a completely different movie series. <laughs> <laughs> to something that's not relevant to this, yeah, universe Well, I mean, it, Batman. We're, we're talking about Batman versus Superman. I, I talked about Batman, sort of. That, that part I love, because... Heat vision. They're like, wait, you can do that? Yeah, what's going on here? Zod should just be up there in a super fucking spaceship just taking get. notes. This is the part that doesn't make any fucking sense to me, right? Their little fucking helmets are still working. Word. Zod didn't realize he had powers until his helmet got off. So how do they have super strength and all this other shit? Maybe those... If the helmets are making them... No, I don't think that's it. I think they realize that they have powers. Um, I think that, just like you were saying, like the, the whole controlling the inputs thing is what um, screwed up Zod. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, like, when he realized he had powers on this Earth. I think that's when he realized the extent, like, yeah, what I, I that Yeah, I think does. they're shielded from a certain portion I of the powers. I don't think so, because if you're... No, here's the thing. If you have a set of powers that are derived from the Earth's yellow sun, then those are the powers that you have. Like, a fucking helmet isn't going to change that. So you either have the powers without the helmet, or you don't have the powers if you have the fucking helmet on. Okay, as, a, as somebody who has trained... Not necessarily been a soldier, but trained to be a soldier. Watching this, and they kind of just stand there and point the guns and shoot. I'm just gonna say this: you gotta move. Anybody and shoot. can do two miles in twelve minutes. <laughs> mm. That's actually kind of hard. It's fucking hard. Six minute mile, fuck you. 
for a four minute mile like used to be like a the big fucking deal. I like, did record. four minute miles when I was in high school. Trust you did me, you not can do, do four yes, minute I miles. Yes, I did. Fucking liar. No fucking way. I weighed Fuck 170 you. pounds when I was in high school. 170 pounds is fucking big, dude. Yeah, it is. That's 90 pounds lighter than I am now. The best I ever did but was I'm seeing, 13. Like, as as a fellow dude who's like your size, like if I were 170 pounds, I'd be skinny ish. But I, mine were four. Mine were four minutes, like, twenty five seconds. Okay, but I did. Here, the, I did the, under the five four, minute miles. The four, okay, five. I did five, fifteen ten for my two miles. Five I can buy because, um, but but like it it was like a world record. Like the four minute mile back in like the forties, that was like the biggest fucking deal in the world. I don't know what the current world record is for it's a mile. Probably just below three. I I don't think they could shave a minute. Like that's pretty crazy. They were able to get close to four. Like not, I don't know if they got even or not, but they got close to it. And if they did break it, it's not by too much. Yeah, like I, I could see like three forty-five or something like that, but I don't think they're gonna get yeah. to there, three fifty-six. No, my, my mile in high a, school was four three, and a half minutes. A three-minute mile is like no fucking way. Uh, yeah, but hell no, no, a four and a half-minute mile, like you should, you should have kept with track, and like you'd be like, I should have, but I wasn't motivated at all. <laughs> the fuck does it take to motivate you? Well, I didn't have the GPA to participate in anything. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this fight is pretty sweet. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's some of the things with CGI are a little distracting, but my, I really my enjoy it. My point, though, is that the Navy's physical requirements are not... I'm not going by the Navy's. I'm going by the <laughs> Army's, and I was part of the Army, too, a-hole. When? I was in the Army Reserve. <laughs> and the Army National Guard. <laughs> you guys. Oh, man. Um, oh, okay. Cupcake. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? You, you don't even need you don't even need any backstory for it to be funny to call him Cupcake. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the I I actually kind of like the scene. Like, oh, I'll just move this giant hunk of metal because I'm this super train, mad. and then step out and be like, "You gonna shoot me?" Hey, everybody. Yeah, I just got hit by a fucking train. Go ahead and uh, shoot me with your tiny little bullets. That'll be fine. A train that was probably going as fast as a bullet goes. But this is, I think, one of that those moments in the movie. You know, hey, you're not such a bad guy. You're, you're, you're not here to enslave and kill us like these other assholes. Yeah. Oh boy. Apparently, a lesson that they forget come uh, the new movie. Then again, he did just fucking completely destroy a parking lot for no good reason. Uh, <laughs> most of Smallville. Yeah. Really. Well, see, the thing, I mean... the thing about the new movie is he just basically takes the fall for all the destruction caused by the Kryptonian. Like, well, and that's just... Well, a, that's what we're thinking, yeah. That's just well, a PR here's, war against well, him. Well, he, no, here's the thing, though. Like, his actions did directly result in the destruction of a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, mm. Sort of. Uh, well, yes. I mean, like, if he didn't exist... Like that, that shit wouldn't have happened. But like he's defending himself, and so the thing about right, him, how would he like, have prevented it? This, this comes is, up. This, this is comes not up. like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where if Indiana Jones hadn't have been there, the exact same things would have happened. No, what I'm saying not is like, well, and arguably they wouldn't have even found the, the thing right about room. Clark at this point, and the reason I think that they they really don't call him <laughs> Superman. I'm just saying. But the thing I, I think that they the reason they don't call him Superman in this movie is because he doesn't think enough about his actions and how they 
uh, cause catastrophe to those around him. You know, like, so he throws people through buildings and wrecks Smallville, you know, through his fight with the Kryptonians. And then when he fights Zod, he takes out half a fucking metropolis. Like, it's not like he's trying to. He just doesn't know enough to try not to. It's like a small child trying to. Well, and you got to remember, Metropolis powers. gets destroyed all the fucking time in the comic books too. It does. Like, there's there's lots of shit that happens. Ah, they there's just showed baby, a baby again. dick again. Ah, yeah. they're recycling footage. What the fuck, Zack Snyder? <laughs> hey, they do it all the time. Michael Bay is the king of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't thinking that Michael Bay was a good filmmaker, though. I didn't say he was. <laughs> Just hey, because you can doesn't mean you should. Are you telling me that you're not going to see the second Ninja Turtles movie just just to see Rocksteady and Bebop? Haven't I, seen the first one, but I really want to see Rocksteady and Bebop. I waited until Netflix for me to and watch. And fucking Krang. Yes, Krang. Krang. Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah. I I I saw I saw that in the preview and I actually got We a we might excited. have to we might have to round table the first one. Oh god. Oh god. Oh, I don't That means I'm going to have to watch it. Uh Oh, come on, it'll be great. Um, maybe what if we just watch like some of the cartoon here's what I'm looking forward to and, and I, I think I can speak for Eddie on this too is like we're pretty big fans of the show Arrow and so Stephen Amell is going to be yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey Jones I'll, nice. I'll watch so. this is the only thing that I'm going to watch this movie for essentially I will. I would go see that for Stephen Amell. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that I hated the first one because honestly, there was a lot of I good did. parts to it. I completely. There hated was it. a shit ton of fucking overused special effects by Michael Bay. No, I just hated it. Um, it was fucking horrible, is what it was. <laughs> no, I, I actually dug the turtles. Like, like I thought. I thought they weren't as terrible, and especially since they <clears throat> dropped that whole concept of them giving them a space origin. Uh, yeah, that I was really the, glad the sp- for. If they went with the space origin, I would have never gone to see that movie. Like, not a, no, not even not a, a fucking chance. chance. Don't get me wrong; I didn't go to see the movie. I no. waited until it came out. But. No, I mean, I waited until like I mean, I never would have seen that movie. Did I go? I don't, I don't think I. I don't went. know. I think it, is it still on Netflix? Because I'm pretty sure you could watch it. If it it's is. on Hulu. If it's not on Netflix, it's on one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's on one of the two platforms. Yeah, like I said, I haven't watched. You could it get really way, so. baked and watch it, and it'd probably be entertaining, Bryce. No. Well, most things I are, think. but that doesn't mean you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, they're they're bringing in the uh, the Lord, terraform Lord machine. Yeah, he's looking very the Perry, world engine. And Perry looks oh, out right, ominously. Right, yes, the, the world engine. The world engine. Yeah, which is a terrible name. Yeah, because you would think a world engine would I don't know move Make a world. A world. Go. And maybe that's maybe that's what they do. Maybe they like that's the original purpose for them is to move it. No, it's a te- this is a terraforming machine. This one, the other one is the fu- the phantom drive. Yeah, but no, that's the thing them... is the world engine though. It's the two pieces. And yeah. Theoretically, like you could use that to move a planet. Um, but what that's that, not what they use it. What would that do to the atmosphere? Oh, it fuck it up. True. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it would do it. Without I, loss of life, I don't know because I saw the Force Awakens and they 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 brought an entire sun in through the atmosphere and it didn't seem to hurt anything. So well, that's because they had the the that's dampeners yeah, and the, the cell oh, collectors. Let's, totally, that, let's, uh, that would definitely stop that. From, <laughs> could definitely control a sun. <laughs> let's not talk about the only part of that movie that I didn't like. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you mean, the super Death Star? No, no, I, no. I, it was a planet. Here's it was the best sure. I can, I can look at that movie it. and I can watch it and I can still enjoy it yeah, for yeah. what it is. And the reason why is because Star Wars not once has ever claimed to be hard science fiction. True. 
That no, is it's just not at all. So. Absolutely true. Nor has Superman, to be fair. Nah. I don't know how I'm going to judge that movie until the second one comes out. I, I got to see episode eight. Like, that's... Well, and I think to judge episode eight, then you have to watch episode nine. No. Like, no, 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 no. Th- This here, the, okay, the thing is, is that Nobody... episode, episode seven is entirely derivative of episode four. Yes. Which, not... which, if you're trying to bring back the trilogy and bring back the nostalgia and the good feelings about the original trilogy, I don't know that that's a bad thing. But if it's the same same shtick for episode eight, then yeah, I'm just gonna call. I don't know. I've heard Abrams that episode eight, the, um, because well, Abrams Rain, isn't directing eight though. No, well, Rain Johnson yeah. is, and from what I understand, he wrote it as well, and it's supposed to be pretty I'm, weird. I'm just saying, like hmm. episode seven. Did you guys know that originally Josh Trank was supposed to direct one of the uh, one-offs? No. Yeah, who's that? The guy uh, that directed that piece of shit that they called Fantastic Four last year. No, same guy. well, and you got to remember no. when it comes to that Fantastic Four movie, Josh Trank was at odds with the studio every step of the That's way. That's what he says. Well, did you see Chronicle? Chronicle actually was I hated pretty good. Chronicle, but I liked yeah. Chronicle. Chronicle was I pretty did good. Too. I hate anything that's that's a found found footage. footage. I don't uh, like I found footage either, no, but Chronicle is one. I can of watch them. I just hate them. I think they're stupid. Like I, there's... I agree. I agree. But Chronicle is the exception for me. I really enjoyed Chronicle for what it All was. Right. Yeah, I like Chronicle too. Like I know the found footage thing is getting a little old, but um, I I really like Chronicle. I'm I, actually kind of looking forward old? to seeing Ten Cloverfield Lane because like it's a Cloverfield movie, like legit directly spun off from Cloverfield but it's not a found footage style movie well and it's got fucking John Goodman in it which yeah he looks really well, good in the movie well like the thing yeah. about Chronicle I was is that I could Goodman. fairly well turn off the whole found footage idea of it and just watch it as it is and it's a good movie so yeah. like I, I maybe they could have you know maybe it would have been more successful if they didn't decide to go that route with it but I don't, I don't know. know I, I like the movie well and it was pretty much one of those movies that was done on a shoestring budget because yeah. no, no studio wanted. Th- th- that's one of the things about doing found footage movies is it gives you an excuse to have shitty CGI and shit mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yep. You don't have to have crystal clear CGI because it's not supposed to be crystal clear. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be found footage. Because it wasn't oh, okay. the Blair Witch like the first, the original yeah, found that footage, was, and, and that, that was a dumb fucking movie. Super shoestring. Uh, for yeah. its time, like I, I actually watched that movie. Blair Witch wasn't horrible, but I, I, when I watched it. Probably because I watched it with the whole hype and expectation it behind really it. It really was shot with like a fucking handy cam, though. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, probably because I watched it with like the whole hype and expectation behind it. Um, I didn't find it nearly as, you know, earth shattering as so, it was portrayed to be, but whatever. We're, uh, we're getting to the point where we've got this uh, plan from the earth people to yeah. go and bomb this world engine. We're talking about Superman again. Yeah, we're talking about Superman weird we're watching um, movie and actually talking about it <laughs> and as they're flying out it shows them flying in formation does that shot remind you of any other movie and this is there there's a right answer for this to quote sheldon cooper do you guys remember the... i don't think i was paying attention to that scene but i could think of apocalypse now and the force awakens kind of had similar it's fucking avatar i got nothing well i, I, I didn't see a scene you were referencing <laughs> as they're riding out to go and bomb the tree of life or what the fuck ever do you mean Avatar? space hey. fern gully yeah yes yeah, space fern gully fucking, fucking <laughs> I, I, call, I like dances with smurfs yeah <laughs> i still love that movie 
Uh, I, really? I do. I do. Really? I, I really like it. You're going to go find me some unobtainium? So, so yeah, actually... there's some cut shit that, that, like, that's not the actual name of it. That was a, a nickname. Quite honestly. That they, that they cut out the explanation because it was already a fucking three-hour movie. Well, because that honestly, matters now that nobody fucking I knows still, that it's just a nickname. I still like yes, Avatar. I, wouldn't have been I my still like either. Avatar as well. It's a good movie. Avatar my, is a good my, way to... My re- kid likes it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, top. If you're bored, Avatar is a good way, thing to put on the background. Well, and there's like three different cuts of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's true. There, You know, I, I really do want to see... Um, I've only seen the two. I've seen the theatrical cut, and I've seen one other cut, which didn't add a whole lot except for the opening scene. But the the, the opening scene where they kind of give... Uh, what's our main character's name? I can't even remember. Jake Scully. Yeah, when they give or Jake Sully, Sully. Sully when they not, give Sully, Sully. Yeah. And Scully now. Yeah, when they give <laughs> yeah. Jake his sort of backstory at the beginning, that was actually a really solid fucking scene. So, I, like, if there's a four hour cut of the movie, I'd probably watch it because it'd probably it'd probably just make the movie. I think I've got it somewhere. Better. You want me to get bring it over? Yeah. So here's here's the thing. I actually like Sam Worthington in that movie. Yeah, it's the only and Sigourney movie. Weaver. Like yeah. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I thought he was really good in that movie. And I was like, "Sweet, we're gonna have another good actor." And then everything I've seen him in since then, he's wooden. You can't just... blame him for Clash of Titans, though. So, no, but you're, like, you're, like, giving, you're even uh, giving him too like, much credit for Avatar. Like he he's not even barely in Avatar. Like he's a voice in Avatar for ninety five percent of it. Yeah, mostly just the the rest CG of the time he's shit. just a cripple. I mean, but, and mocap, he mocapped. Yeah, he mocap. Yeah, mocapping. Yeah, totally a lot of action. Okay, so there. now we've got the battle, and the U.S. military is taking on the doomsday. Well, excuse me. And, and by that, the world, by taking, world engine. By taking on, he means they're getting completely handled. They're running the fucking away from. Yeah. From it. They're flying yeah. directly towards it, and, and then realizing that their avionics are, are totally screwed uh, up. And, and Jenny Olsen's gonna get caught underneath a building that's collapsing in New York. I will give it to Perry White. Like he's he's trying to save her from a giant building collapsing on top of her. Why are they running direct? That's run to the side. Run probably the side. that's probably Wayne Tower. They did it. They and did now it. they turn the side. Okay. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a we great actually point. have seen a, a very solid callback to that in the BVS did trailers. You see Morpheus yeah. has gained a little bit of weight. Ooh. Uh, did you expect him to be Morpheus forever? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, should he have taken a shirt off and stood on a on a precipice and given a big speech in a toga or whatever? It was actually <laughs> a really. It, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. No. This scene was so fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about. Matrix hold on, hold on, hold on, like. hold on. Was there more than one Matrix movie? Because in my mind, there was not. Are you saying there there's not because you view them all three as one movie, or yeah, are you just disavowing the, the, the second best, two altogether? The best eight hour movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, let's put it this quite. way: the second movie had the one of the best car chase scenes on that that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One of the best car chase scenes ever filmed in Australia. If yeah. you don't count Mad Max, yeah. true, <laughs> true. Fuck yeah, that was a car chase <laughs> movie. Is what that was. It was a great car chase um, movie. <laughs> And the third one was just complete shit. This yeah. whole scene right here, yeah. where uh, um, Construct Zod or Zorel, Jorel, God fuck, is destroyed is, by Zod. Is uh, talking to to uh, Zod and you know basically you know trying to debate with him the morality and getting them to not destroy the whole Earth, and then of course uh, Jorel or fuck man Zod, Zod, you know brutally decides to destroy his programming. Well, kind here's of sad the thing. too. He gets to die a second time, essentially. Here's the thing, though. Like I, like Zod's 
to Zod's point in this movie, and don't get me wrong, I'm not like a genocidal maniac or anything like that, but to Zod's point, Zod's like, yeah, sure. I was created specifically for the purpose of ensuring Kryptonian life. So fuck anything else. It doesn't matter. That's, that's what I'm for. Well, yeah, and, yeah. And in that context, his actions make sense. And in the, in the context that Kal-El is the only true born Kryptonian in thousands of years who has all of the Kryptonian like story ingrained in his DNA, the codex is in his DNA. It makes sense for him to kind of rebel against that. You know what's an to, interesting to point Zod, that you just like, made? The whole thing, like to Zod, like this is no different than clearing out an anthill so you can lay a foundation down for a house. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So when uh, we're talking about the DNA, the entire Kryptonian DNA being um, embedded inside of uh, Cal, one of the things that I didn't connect, like I always thought that that was like a non-functional, non-useful, you know, sort of like a trick, basically, like sort of if you implant a pill under your skin with a DNA contained inside of that sort of thing. But I'm wondering if they mean it's literally like he is literally the sum of Krypton. Which means he could some, never have sex with another Kryptonian. Some. Not some. Yeah, he's, I think he is. Son of Krypton there. That's the name of the uh, fucking the graphic novel son of krypton yeah but i'm saying Anyways. like is he is he literally like the genetic uh, um the compilation of kryptonian dna yeah yeah he is because they he, they put it in i mean him. that's not really the way not to be a stickler or anything but that's not really the way that genetics work well i want <laughs> well, you I to mean, remember duh, Bryce, but that <laughs> superman is not hard science fiction that zygote oh, would have been aborted that's... because of genetic anomalies and shit yeah, <laughs> but, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying like yeah. is that what they're getting at or is it is it just like no, we hid the DNA inside I think of his. That, it's so gotta be that. My my take is they they hid the DNA inside of his cells, but not not that it's necessarily it's, it's dormant. It's not yes, functional. It's exactly it's histone proteins. You know, it's as, wrapped up as <laughs> as they would have explained in, in Jurassic Park. It's junk DNA. Yeah, they filled no, in the no, gap. They filled in junk. the gap with like you know. No, no, no. It's amphibian with DNA. Amphibian no, DNA. No, no. Maybe no, no, a little no. bit of DNA from raptors, so no, they can no. make that. I, I get it. I know what you're I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, that, that part of it though, like it's it's science fiction, of course, but like with, with the amount of variation within DNA, either they had a really, really homogenous population on Krypton or Yeah. Well they are I really feel like Clark could shut his penis though if the population on on Earth demanded it, like that he be a woman. Like I think that yeah. would happen. Because of the amphibian DNA. Had <laughs> <laughs> to splice that in there. Make sure to change some sexes and... Uh... I don't know why, but whenever we see this part after Clark has destroyed the world engine on one side and he's going for the sun, just that Sheryl Crow song goes through my goes through the my head. first cut is the deepest. No. No, no. no. The one about the sun. That was you... not an impression for those of you who listen to know. <laughs> Here Comes the Sun by Sheryl Crow. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. That's the one that goes through my head. Did she do that song? No, it's she, the Beatles. It's the Beatles. <laughs> no, I know that, but like she didn't cover it, right? No, no. Okay. No, there's another song. You're just that making she fun does. of him. All right. I, I'm just it. trying to think of the song myself and I can't. You know what can't. I'm talking about. I do, I can't think of the name of it though. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your picture today. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Jesus. Next oh, no. thing you're gonna do is be talking about Hollywood oh, Boulevard man. and shit. Oh hey. Just took See, out a this fighter guy. jet or two. Like this guy too. All I want to do is have some fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Toby Ziegler. 
Nobody else watched The West Wing? Whatever. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this plan of flying a big giant, you know, C-130 with a Kryptonian spaceship in it as a bomb. Does that strike anybody else as just bogus? Nah, it's fine. No, it's fine? Good plot device? I mean... Yes. It, 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 there's so many other things that, like... That, that if we're not going to suspend disbelief for that, like, this whole movie is, like, you just toss it out. <clears throat> yeah. And then, okay. the, and the space penis falls into the ocean. Seriously, yep, yep. everything on Krypton looks, like a, looks, like, a, looks like a penis. Just a big giant dick. And Okay, that's not the ocean, that's Metropolis. Whatever. Yeah, and <clears> here <throat> we get the destruction of a bunch of buildings and... That like, city is fucked up. Like, yeah, well, it, it, do, it definitely there's looks like downtown Damascus, right? See, like that—that's the thing they're blaming him for. They're there like, tens of thousands "Oh, you destroyed dead. the Kryptonian ship, and you didn't even have the courtesy to not fly into the city while well, you were trying that's, to that's, not that's die." That's what I'm getting at, though. Like, is everybody <clears throat> gave this movie a ton of shit for the amount of destruction that happened in it? But then, like, now that we're seeing Batman versus Superman, and we're seeing some of the previews and stuff like that, like, there's a reason for that. See, but this, if you go all the way back to, like, my Twitter feed when I argued with some guy about it, I said, like, they just need to explain it in the next movie. Like, they just need to cover that ground in the next movie. They need to go over the fact that Clark has never fought. Like, Clark has never had to fight. It's actually almost a little bit ridiculous that his first real set of battles and, you know, acts as a hero is to fight these guys. Like, this is this is not a... Uh... Can I get you to not breathe on mic, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not an entry-level battle, essentially. Yeah, and he, it, basically he's been thrown into the thickest of the shit yeah. with little to no training. Well, and this is... That's the thing for, for this movie is this is his first venture as Superman... Period. I like how yes. they're still like, trying to shoot her in the face, like even though that hasn't worked like the last fifty times they've tried. If if you look at the last set of movies, like the the Christopher Reeve movies and whatnot, like he didn't have like a big bad in that movie necessarily. Superman right? two, he definitely did. Oh, yeah, God. but that's the second time around. Like this is like that's like okay, you've been Superman. Okay, now be Superman, but fight bad guys that are as powerful as you. This is like, oh wait, I'm Superman. Oh holy shit, there's a bunch of guys here that have the same powers as me? Like, so yeah, I, I get why there's a lot of destruction in it, because he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw this guy through this fucking building. Oops, he went through three. <laughs> yeah. And there's Lois falling, falling, falling. That scene was shot terribly, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving anybody credit for that. That part was fine. And Superman that saves her. See, this is another With such movie. force that she would have been crushed. Probably. This is another movie where I don't necessarily disagree with the use of shaky cam. No, that that's fine. Like this, the straight shots, I think, actually kind of make it look way too fake. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of that, but the whole movie like that, fuck no, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you get action sequences and stuff. It helps build See, things. It helps make things. Th seem and I want to know, moment, more like realistic. right here, they're in the middle of destroyed Metropolis. Yet there's a cleared plaza for them to land in. Why isn't Jenny Olsen taking Olsen taking any pictures? Yeah, or her she's clothes new. off or something. Like the know. intrepid, the intrepid photographer that was Jimmy Olsen would have taken pictures. Jimmy would have had his shit out and fucking snapping help. See, this is one of the That's things. What happens that... when you put a woman into a man's job? Wow. <laughs> Wow. We're on like reason number 36 why I should never publish this episode. 
<laughs> Reason number 37, she was asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, reason number one See, is... See, th- this... Uh, um, the cupcake I don't know about story. you guys, though. As much as I like no, her for, I like her for Lois as this... Uh, in this movie. And I like him for Superman. They don't fit to me. They don't like fit together. together? No. I agree. They're like Paula Abdul in that fucking cartoon cat. Oh, don't even take sketch. What what was his name? Scat Cat. Scat Cat. Don't I, even. Do I like that with this Scat scene Cat. too. I like Superman just sort of gently gliding in like that. That's a cool. Like I actually didn't like the er, 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 early flight scene where he sort of takes off for the first time, but I like that sort of glide in before he lands in front of Zod. Well, now, and this whole scene between it. him and Zod is really interesting. I I, I equate that to learning how to drive a stick because I did that in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a real man now. And it's it, it it's a lot like that. It was pretty back. shaky at first, but yeah. now all of a sudden he's just like gliding to a stop and whatnot. Yeah. Like, well, it took what, like 36 years? <laughs> something. Turning into a man. Good. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I never had to drive one before. What do you want? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, excuses. Nope, nope. Zod's too dangerous to live. Come on. You know you're going to do it. Not yet. See, they have to be in the city hall first. I know. This is another big criticism of this movie, but I also really liked it. Like, this this shows me, like, what an unseasoned Superman we have here. Well, are you talking about, like, the, the death of Zod? Yeah. Is that... That's not even unseasoned. Like, that is... Zod was going to fucking kill those people. Like, there's yeah. no way around it. See, like all the purists are saying essentially that like he's superman he should have found a way to do it without killing and on the other hand like i'm like he's superman he's supposed to save innocence like well yeah and i can see the argument on both sides and i appreciate the purists who say that superman shouldn't kill anybody but i want to bring up the point that in the battles of superman there's been so much collateral damage how has he never killed anybody you can't oh i be mean clearly that he naive. has but whether directly or indirectly, especially in this fight, like this whole fight, somebody has to have died as a result of this. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's sort of the difference between, you know, uh, the 1940s or whatever, sort of golden age Superman versus, you know, this being a modern era Superman movie. And there's, there's a lot, it's not as black and white, you know, there's a lot more, it's a darker world area. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, you know, all of these buildings fell down in the middle of Metropolis and you got to expect that there's people inside of them that die. Oh yeah. So the idea that Zod's the only person that he kills is bullshit. Directly. LexCorp. You know, it's not the Marines. You can actually say Corp. Hmm. Since it's short for corporation, yeah, I'm just saying. LexCorp. It's not. It's LexCorp. Whatever. <laughs> I like that face. He's just like, oh, yeah. Like, the, the, like that was annoying. You know, like when I like here that it to me, Superman has a grasp not necessarily on how to be a good fighter, but on how to fight against Kryptonians. Well, just in general, like yeah. well, he's this, got control the, over his powers compared yes. to what they have. He's a lot more used to it. I like how Michael Shannon's running up the side of the building, all uh, saber tooth, and X Men Origins Wolverine. 
Yeah. First speed, off, speed see that was what I, I what I, that's what I thought of when we were talking about before with the you know jumping rather than flying yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, disgusting, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm unapologetic in my. I I really thought that Sabretooth in that movie was badass. Oh, he was. Dude, yeah. Schreiber's great. Yeah. Schreiber. And supposedly he's supposed to come back for the third and final solo Wolverine film. Yeah, that would be rad if they could find a way to actually get him involved in that because he's the only part of that movie that I was really like, okay, I can buy he's that. He's going to have to gain some weight. I, I I saw Spotlight, which is a great movie, but he's he's pretty small in it actually well he's another guy that's done that in the past though because he was he was pretty big in x-men origins wolverine but like yeah look at his role in like scream and shit like that he was like not big who the fuck was he in scream so cotton weary cotton weary motherfucker fuck i've seen that movie he was like forever the basis of that movie like yeah he he got convicted of all the killings that happened before well the one killing or yeah the the rape and murder of sydney's mother dude yeah yeah I thought. You How do you know- guys remember that much shit about Scream? Because Scream's <laughs> do you awesome. Not, do you not watch I'm that also, movie regularly? I'm also I do. lost here. <laughs> I recognize the names and like some vague events and things, but oh, I'm just barely. like, I'm just like, I remember just Matthew barely. Lillard and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, a little woozy. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Jesus. how do Kryptonians Skeet fly? Skeet um, I'm gonna say that they uh, use the power of the yellow sun. Mm. That's like like how Barry Allen does anything. Speed Force. But, like, no, seriously. What are their powers? Like, is it levitation? Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, look so at all those he buildings. He threw him, like, seven buildings. He's just going through them. I don't understand that. He was able to throw him through that many buildings, but when Superman went crashing through the, the, the spaceship, the dildo, he crashed through the top of it and then skidded across the floor in the yeah. in the bridge. Yeah. I can only assume. Well, they didn't spin him around, though. Two things. One oh, is that they didn't have enough centripetal force. One yeah. is that Soups was trying to fly into that spaceship, not necessarily fly through that spaceship. But why didn't spaceship. he try and fly the fuck through it? I don't know. Second is it's Kryptonian. You know, like theoretically, they 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 build better shit than we do. Mm, well, they were also mm. built under a red sun, though. So fuck yeah, that. Well, I mean, and they also built it on their shitty planet that blew up. So yeah, whatever. The sun doesn't determine the strength of their materials. Oh, yeah, right. oh, wait, here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes. Look the at scene. Zod. Zod being a he's just being oh, an asshole. And here we go. We've got the full the half Nelson, not the full Nelson. It's like I'm gonna that's kill these people. Actually, not Headlock. a Nelson at all. Oh, choke Head, that's that's Headlock. a reverse. That's a, a rear naked choke. Probably that's that's what that is. No, because you got the one arm in there. Oh, oh. Yeah, the Nelson's behind the neck though. Yeah, it's yeah. under the arm. Under the arm. Oh. oh. Oh, I'm gonna kill him. Stop! No. Stop! I'm gonna break your neck. You know what I don't get? He can break his neck. Why doesn't he just steer his head? Yeah, that's true. Like he could light candles with that. You bitch and right your now. logic. The, fuck the off. critics might be right, <laughs> or stick his hand in front of the fucking yeah. flames. Just be like, oh, you can't see him now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I good. wonder how damaging heat vision is to uh, Kryptonian cells. Yeah, probably not very. Like if he's just like, oh, that tickles. Well, especially Kryptonian cells who've experienced a yellow sun. We know from the TV series Lois and Clark that he uses that and a mirror to shave. <laughs> This yeah. is true. So, I was actually going to mention that earlier when you're talking about he he, he clean shaven before his first uniform appearance. Yeah, I, I, they did that. They did that in like one of the Justice League cartoons. And so too. This, this everything I know about Superman I learned that... from Dean fucking Kane. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Dean Kane's the shit. Dean Kane is tiny. He is. I didn't know that. He's... I did not know that until I went to Comic Con, like and I was five, like, eight? I don't know, but he was way smaller than me, and I was like, he walked right by me, and I was like, 
That was fucking Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we saw Agent Coulson? Oh, yeah. Agent Coulson's legit. He's not oh, all that small. Yeah. He's about the same size as Bryce. No, but no. He knows, like, Krav Maga and shit, too. Yeah. Like, he's... he's I wouldn't seriously look like, yeah. legit. So. He came back from the dead. Is yeah, this going to be like the Krav Maga episode? Sense. I don't know how many times we've said that tonight. It's amazing. Krav Maga! This, I actually really like this scene. Like, I, yep. thought it, I thought it made his character a little bit more... Yeah. Hey, hey, how about you stop fucking doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to find out where I hang up my cape. Yeah. This, this to me, is a very good... Like, this is Superman. Yeah, definitely. And that's Captain Ferris in the background, right? Or whatever her fucking name is. I don't know. Did Who's... she get a name? I honestly didn't know. Well, she thinks he's cute. She thinks I, he's I cute, but it's the much. same name of the girl who becomes uh, Captain Marvel, I think it is, or whatever. I don't know. Carol Danvers? Yeah, Carol Danvers. Maybe. And Marvel? <laughs> no. Because Captain Marvel in DC is Shazam. Yeah. Carol Ferris is Green Lantern's woman. Yeah, but Green Lantern's woman also becomes see, Ferris, Captain Ferris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol Ferris, or whatever the fuck her name is. Becomes Star Sapphire. That's it. That girl's so moist right now. She's definitely moist. And not like her skin, but like her vagina. That's a good thing you clarified uh, there. <laughs> yeah, he, we he, didn't know what he was talking yeah, about. Bri- so Bryce, Bryce was like, "Oh, she must exfoliate." She's, you know, she's, <laughs> nope, nope. She's just soaked through right now. That's all there is. She's exfoliated and moist in the vagina. Hmm. Clark is definitely a mama's boy. All right, so we're wrapping up the yeah, movie here. Ready to wrap the shit up. We get to see Clark. He's riding a bike. Uh, towards, you know, the Daily Planet, essentially. I like to ride my bicycle. I like to ride my bike. Um, He's putting on his suit coat and, you yeah. know, going to his first day oh, of work. Oh, better put oh, my fake glasses on. Here we go. Boom. I forget. Are they, they going to try almost, and pretend that nobody knows who the fuck he is? It's almost funny that they put as much into the reveal of Clark Kent, like the character Clark Kent, as they do... Uh, Superman in yeah. this movie. Which, the thing I really like is at the end here, when they introduce him to Lois, there's almost a wink and a nod between the two. As- of course there is! They would be, like, that would be the epitome of bad filmmaking, is if she wasn't just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Remember that time know, you right? cauterized my wound? It's not It's not even a wink <laughs> and a nod. They know, who she, they, they know who each other are. Went deep inside of me and ensure that I, there was no internal bleeding i'm actually rather glad that they did not beat around the bush on this and it's yeah. just sort of obvious and out in the open it, it's it's very similar to the flash tv series compared to the smallville tv oh, series all right one more thing before we wrap up here one of the things that i'm a little disappointed about watching this in silence is is that i really really dug the music in this movie yeah yes. the score was really good mm-hmm. yeah and that's one of the things that uh i th- one of the things i know that i'm already going to like about the dawn of justice is the music for the trailers has been phenomenal yeah and it just it's there and it gets my heart pumping and i'm ready for is, it is nolan still screenwriting for these or say, is he re- done i didn't remember that he was that that involved i, with I, I knew he was in this one but i yeah. like Zack snyder this has kind of turned of into his baby yeah more than anything I so really i think no he's idea. a producer on it so um, it's legendary wait, wait, wait. so I, he, he asked wait, me, wait, wait. But, did that just say executive producer john peters yeah it did 
Isn't that the fucking dude from Kevin Smith's story? Yeah, but John Peters yeah. owns part of Superman, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah. yeah well, he, he was going to be the producer for that. Yeah. Which is where that movie, where I, that story I, I came from. I think he's an executive producer because he still has rights to the fucking name. More and shit, in but, name only than yeah. anything. Yeah. I'm looking at the filmography here. With the giant well, spider. Th- this is sure better right. than the one that described yeah, to he's, Kevin he's Smith. an executive producer on uh, Dawn of Justice. So Nolan's still involved. It's okay. a legendary picture. Cool. Yeah. So it, he's got to be an executive producer in that in that aspect, but he co-wrote the screenplay for this. Interesting. Am I on mic? Now you are. I don't know how you would. You turned be. and looked at me when you said that. So oh, yeah, guys, I know. We got any final thoughts on Man of Steel? Um, I didn't hate this movie. I actually, I actually dug most of it. No, I, I, I really like this movie. Like, I'll go, for, I'll go so far as to say I really like this movie. There are definitely parts that I can understand the criticisms of, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, maybe that's a little bit of the fanboy in me because Superman is a kid. Like, Superman was my jam. Like, uh, definitely un, 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 or, um, my favorite superhero as a kid. Unapologetically, maybe. Yeah, that'll work too. Unapologetically, that's good. Um, I, I agree. I except for the whole my favorite superhero because. I reserve that for Batman. Hmm, um, I I oh, like the movie. We, get, we gotta we gotta wrap. Maybe we should have a Batman versus. Oh, 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 I got the, like the the T-shirt. You can't represent yeah. anything because you've got everything on yeah. your chest. With right the now. exception of Wonder Woman, which we talked about this a little while ago. Yeah. Well, right, Wonder so, Woman not on there? No, she's no. not. What? Isn't that, isn't that the bull, I think there's bullshit. no females on there. Is there no females? <laughs> There are no females I on that shirt. I didn't look at it that closely, honestly. Let me, let me start your chest a little bit more. <laughs> uh, Matt. I like this no, movie for right. what it was. I think that this was a good telling of the story. It's an interesting way, I think, to bring the modern uh, to bring Superman into the modern world. Because yes. it's a story, sort of like Captain America, that I thought, thought needed some adaptation to the modern world. Like, it's not a uh, as cut and dry as some of the other stories in terms of... You know, like Batman for a while, The Dark Knight Returns is years and years and years and years old, but it it translates really well, I think, to our modern day. You know, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of stories like that that translate really well to the modern day, and I don't think that's necessarily as true with Superman or you know Captain America. The, for example, The Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller story, is is still applicable today, um, just like it was in '88 or '80 '86 is actually when that movie came out. Yeah. Um, or the book book. But uh, aside from the fact that the shots of the president are obviously Reagan, yeah, <laughs> wow, like in, in that not in that book, even um, a little bit. Everything else is completely still like there. There's nothing indicating what decade or time period that it, yeah. that takes place in. So, good oh. stories. They're universal, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is if you, the only re- way to make a comic character really viable is if he's universal. And if he can be recognized through adaptation through the ages, I, I, I'm really I'm a huge fan of Arik Chang's set design. Mm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, folks. Yeah, I, think, I think the movie had a great feel to it. Like this, this the whole thing. Like it had a very good look to it. No, I really I, I agree. It. I would have preferred if it was in color. Because I think the black and white thing was done when George Reeves was Superman, and I, I don't think we needed to really repeat that. But muted colors are colors too. All right, all colors matter. Oh, Hashtag. I think, I think we should all colors matter. On that note, I think we should definitely just stand down. That is the show for this week, folks. Thank you very much for tuning into our Man of Steel roundtable. Uh, we're sorry. 
I'm not. <laughs> At whatever you show on Twitter, if you want to uh, find out more about us, uh, you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatever you show. You can send your questions and so on to questions at whatever co. And as usual, if you want to give the show some more uh, boost in, in, you know, whatever, uh, go on iTunes and leave us a rating. Um, tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you want to see more of or less of or whatever. Um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, email, etc. All great for that. We will be back. Um, this whole roundtable will be reassembled for the Batman versus Superman uh, oh. review. Um, if you don't like the show, please send questions about that or comments about that to yep. bsummers at outlook.com. Yep. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, it, Bryce, what is your email address? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, legit. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you have complaints about the rape jokes, just send it straight there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that wasn't me tonight. All right. Last up, if you like one or more of us, you can follow each of us individually on Twitter, except for Bryce, who is a Luddite. Um, Mm. Sam? (laughs) Well, we just gave you his Uh, email, so that'll work. I'm a traditionalist. I got to pull it up. Eddie? Uh, Charles E. Smith, at Charles E. Smith on Twitter. I'm at the brutal one, B R E W. I am at uh, at S S U M M E 1 2. So, yeah, I know that's a big mouthful, but. I am Find at put a dick Sam in your Summers house. at the generic handle Twitter assigned to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think right, that's his email from Wu. <laughs> no, it's my we email will see from uh, Schmeckata. We will see uh, you in about two weeks right after Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I'll be excited, Bye. bitches. Have a good night. <laughs>